Yeah. All right. Van Halen's been DQ'd. Never washed his hair or seemed to have a care, Cobain. His name was Kurt. Now he's pushing up dirt, Cobain. Wiping drool from his chin, doing heroin, Cobain. Nirvana was hot, and now it's Kurt they ain't got, Cobain. He got high, said goodbye, then he died, oh! Cobain. Made a million an hour, never took a shower, Cobain. He's a number one hit in heaven's big mosh pit, Cobain. He'll meet Elvis the king and say grunge was my thing, Cobain. So if you're filled with doubt, don't take Kurt's way out, Cobain. He got high, said goodbye, then he died. Cobain. How's he doing? He's still dead? 902 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. Leave it to Miguel to come up with a very important piece of information of history. Today is the third anniversary of Alien washing up on shore. All right. Let's hear it. That inspires me to play some Alien bits today. Why the hell not? Gonna have a lot of music today. And uh, you can keep... <laughs> what did I tell you? See how they got Van Halen pumped in there again? Told you. There he goes. Yeah, there he goes. And by the way, there he goes again. He's off the list. Them, they're off the list. Because at about 9.15 last night, about 40, 50 phony votes piled in there for Van Halen. You're not fooling this old fag, I'll tell you that right now. I've been around the block too many times to let a bunch of dickheads out there mess with our poll. So Van Halen's DQ. I, I say we just uh, take them all the way off the list. Any arguments with that? Nope. No. We asked yesterday in our second poll, if you missed the uh, second poll, you missed a really good one. And thanks to the guy who uh, inspired that. Where the hell was his facts? Here it is. I work at a music distributor. We've compiled a top American rock band list. Let me know if you concur. No. No, we don't concur, but nevertheless, so we do appreciate your planting the, the seed, the idea. Which means I'm going to be playing a lot of music today. Oh, oh tons of it. Crap loads. Rick and Suds have got butt loads. we got crap loads on this show. Anyway, here's how it came out. Taking away Van Halen with those phony, phony... I mean, on here, 124 votes got him tied with the doors. you got to be schmitting us fi at least 50 phony votes. Doors, 124. Aerosmith, 114. Now, isn't that how we said yesterday? It really, or I said anyway. That was my choice. Top two. Doors, number one. Aerosmith, number two. That's exactly what I'd be telling you. Eagles, 91. Beach Boys, which this uh, record distributor was trying to peddle us his list, Beach Boys, number one, and we said, <laughs> you've got to be kidding us. I mean, we we like the Beach Boys. We always have to do that disclaimer. But uh, best American rock band of all time, the Beach Boys, <laughs> you've got to be schmitting us, mister. No way. They got 60 votes. A distant uh, one to a fort. 
Chicago 49, they should have been fourth. In fact, they should have been third. And you know something? Uh, now, who came up with that, Chicago? Was that uh, Carlos? Well, somebody called in. and Ah, oh, see, I'm trying to give you credit for it. No huh? wonder that old man don't speak to you in a hall. But somebody called that in. Thanks, whoever called that in, because how could I? That used to be my favorite group in the world, Chicago. I love Chicago. I've got every, uh, I've got even, I've got some stuff they never even recorded. How do you like that? That's how much I love them. But until I went out and earned some of my, uh, paid some of my hard-earned money out and bought some more CDs yesterday, I had, uh, hadn't heard some of these in so long, I'd forgotten just how great they are. Or were. How's Terry Kath doing, by the way? Oh, no, not another one. Remember Terry Kath? He was uh, fiddling around with a gun, doing a little Russian roulette thing, and all of a sudden, ah, bada bing, he's dead too. A lot of dead uh, performers. How about the best uh, rock star? We'll do that poll someday. Not somebody who died like from natural causes, like Elvis on the toilet, you know. See, but then right away that brings John Lennon into the picture. Right? Yeah. Can't get those Beatles out of our hair. We love the Beatles, but uh, it, that's why this poll was so good. Because it was uh, eliminated all those uh, foreigners. Chicago 49, Almond Brothers 28, Nirvana 24. Boy, Kurt Cobain would be really pissed off, wouldn't he? Would he be psychotic or what? Kiss 21, Leonard Skinner 21. I, I put them both on a par. I think that's a good match. Although, I will say Leonard Skinner did done better music. Huh? I think so. Than uh, Kiss. I mean, Kiss was mainly like a, a stage act. Right, right. it was a great show. Right. But as far as their music was concerned, <coughs> you can kiss it goodbye. Uh, the Ramones 20, that's mostly a sympathy vote because Joey Ramone just croaked here not too long ago. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers 19. Eh. Red Hot Chili Peckers had nine. The Cars nine. And la <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I say all morning long? I was belly aching about who should be in last place and who did I say it should be? Mr. John Bon Jovi. And there he is. No, to see, not Mr. Not mister. It's a group. Let's get back to that again. It's a group group. No matter what you call them, they're in last place with eight votes out of 731. Most of the votes are real, except for about 50 or 60 phonies for Van Halen. You got them disqualified. Huh? They could have been a contender, but instead, you assholes out there who just can't leave well enough alone. And we forgot to put Grand Funk Railroad on the list. Whose fault is that? That must be Eric's oversight. Must have been. They sure as hell, I'll tell you right now, they sure as hell beat the, the crap out of a lot of groups on that list. Bon Jovi. Cars. I would have thought the cars would have done a little better, wouldn't you? Not really, no. Red Hot Chili Peckers. Grand Funk's better than them. Tom Petty. I would say they'd be like about in the middle of the pack, right above the Allman Brothers and their medley of their big hit. The only reason I even like that song is because it was in The Exorcist, Ramblin' Man. It's a good song. But that's the only reason that I just can't get it out of my mind, because it wasn't that great scene in The Exorcist. Oh, that's right. I forgot you. Uh, Spicks probably weren't allowed to see that. We saw it later in life. Yeah. You good Catholics out there, you're not allowed to go see a movie. A blasphemous movie like that. But I did love that scene in the bar where he says, I'm beginning to have doubts. And they're playing in the background. And they're playing the uh, thing. That the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> yeah, they're playing that, too. <laughs> they're playing Ramblin' Man in the background by the Almond Brothers. So there's the results of yesterday's pool. The doors win. Oh! And Aerosmith second. That was that was justice. I have to commend this audience for a magnificent taste. And of course, a lot of the punks out there are going to say, "Well, who the hell are those? What's here that?" I don't know. I'm, we're going to play it all day today, aren't we? Oh, a caller came up with a good one, I think. Who's that? Uh, Queen's Clearwater Revival. 
CCR. See, you, you don't understand. You don't get it. So you're, you're a punk. You haven't been around long enough to go back to my Zeta days when that was Petey Bulger's favorite was CCR. And when he was making up the playlist, that's all they played on that freaking station. Every other song was CCR. Rolling. Roll, I just knocked about ten CDs flying here. <laughs> no, I hate I hate CCR. They make me want to barf. Well, you can't blame them for people older. I hate them. Their music all sounds the same. It's ponderous. It suck. It sucks. It sticks. 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 How come Sticks ain't on the list? Uh. Huh? It's a good band. Genesis. They should have been on there. Well, we don't like midgets. Okay. George, yeah, but aren't George, they British? If George, they are. Phil Collins is British? Yeah, how British can you get? Yeah, that's right. Well, they've been hanging around here so long. So the Doors win. Aerosmith is a tight second. The Eagles and the Beach Boys in Chicago. And so we're going to be playing their, those groups all day today. All music all day. Just like the great old days on QAM. Oh! Let's hear it. In fact, you know something? This might be the beginning of a new format. QAM Retro. Let's go back to those old and golden no. days. Why not? I missed class the first action. time around. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Holland American Cruise Line seeking damages on behalf of more than 500 passengers and crew members who were sickened by the Norwalk virus on four recent Caribbean cruises aboard Holland's ship, the Amsterdam. <laughs> the complaint filed yesterday in Seattle where the company's headquartered alleges that Holland America knew or should have known that its passengers could be infected with the highly contagious virus by not taking the ocean liner out of service while sanitizing the ship and eliminating the prospect of sickening more people. <laughs> Sickening. Probably they were eating French fries with mayonnaise. Do you know that Pulp Fiction was on again the other night? And I watched about two minutes of it because I just I just happened to come across the scene where they're in the car and he's talking that crap with the taxi driver or yeah. with the fries. Oh, I hate that. It's so stupid. Hundreds of passengers and crew members took ill with a virus on four consecutive sailings of the Amsterdam October November. After 68 people became ill during the last sailing, Holland America took the ship out of service last week. It is docked at Port Everglades near Fort Lauderdale for least 10 days where company officials consult with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and scour the ship from stem to stern. According to the lawsuit filed by California-based law firm Norton and Nudnik, two of the passengers who caught the virus on the Amsterdam's last cruise were Ralph and Ursula Donnelly of Grass Valley, California. Wait till you hear this. Ralph Donnelly was taken off the Amsterdam when it stopped in Curaçao and suffered a burst blood vessel in his esophagus requiring a blood transfusion, according to an attorney with a law firm. The same firm has filed a class action suit complaint against Holland America over cruise last July aboard another ship, Rindam, during which at least 100 people contracted the Northwalk virus while traveling to Alaska. Let's play North Alaska by Johnny Horton. What do you say? No. Oh. He's dead. He's still dead, too. You know Johnny Horton? No. You guys don't know Johnny Horton from Tim Horton. Him That's either. very sad. Very sad. All these punks that we got around who think they know something about music. North to Alaska by Johnny Horton. You never heard of that? The Battle of New Orleans? Yeah, I've heard of the Battle of New Orleans. Get out of here. You wouldn't know Johnny Horton, like I said, from your mama. So anyway, we're going to play a lot, a lot of music today. Here's our poll question today, which has nothing to do with the content of the show, which is good. I like that. But you have kind of like an aside here. Based on what you know, which country should the U.S. be attacking now? Iraq, Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Iran, Pakistan, none. Any attack will lead to total chaos. Or Canada for calling W a moron. At least that'd be easy pickings anyway. Based on what you know, which country should the U.S. be attacking now? Iraq, 
Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Iran, Pakistan, none. Any attack will lead to total chaos. Or Canada for calling W. Moron. They're still talking about that here. Bop, 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 bop. And like they said on that awful, uh, what's that? Is what's the name of that show? Where all those broads sit around and uh, babble. The View. No, no, no. Yeah, The View. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I thought you said debut. Speak English, will you please? Yeah, the view, the view, a couple of the broads on there, they were saying, what's the big deal with this? Millions of Americans call him a moron every day, so what's the big deal? What's the novelty? Good point. 913 at 560 WQM, Thanksgiving is coming in a couple of days. Everybody's going to be flocking home to be together again, gathered around the table with delicious homemade food and family traditions. After all, it's not the turkey that makes the meal special, it's the people. That's what they say on that crew. be stressful, especially if they're staying overnight. If you're having a houseful for Thanksgiving, let Dial-A-Mattress make your holiday preparations a little bit easier. Now's the time to call 1-800-MATTRESS and get that new mattress in before the house guests get there. If they already told you that they're coming, or even if you don't hear from them till tomorrow night, Dial-A-Mattress can still deliver you a top-quality Sealy, Serta, Simmons, or King Coral mattress the same day you call them. How do you like that? I've been sleeping on a Dial-A-Mattress for a coon's age. Even Miguel is sleeping on one and doing all kinds of obscene things on it and loves it. So call them now at 1-800-MATTRESS and talk turkey with the bedding consultant who's from the very best mattresses at even better prices. I bet you got yours for free, huh? Something like that. Yeah, I didn't. You can rest easy this Thanksgiving knowing that everybody is sleeping like a baby. So get ready for the holidays now by calling 1-800-MATTRESS. Do it right away and tell them that old Neil and Miguel and Fat Boy told you to call 1-800-MATTRESS, M-A-T-T-R-E-S for dollar mattress, brand name bed, same day service. Call them now. Be sleeping like a baby tonight. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. How did we leave REM off the group? One of my very favorites off the list. Yeah, it's a good point. I'll blame you guys for that. That's because Miguel was on. They're not butch enough for Miguel. I like REM. He gets very upset over Michael Stipe, like, mincing around. They should have been on that list. I'm really pissed now. ELO, somebody suggests they're not uh, American. Are they? I don't think so. No, they're not. Huey Lewis in the news. Huey Lewis and the nudes. But R.E.M. being off that list is sacrilegious. Maybe we'll do it all over again. Sure. And then this uh, fax. I'll get to this fax after the break because this one deserves a little bit of attention. This guy that's very... These people get all pissed off. It's our Florida for you, you know. Something as innocuous as, you know, it's it's subjective. What do you like? You like chocolate ice cream? Uh, Carlos don't like it. You like uh, blueberry? You like uh, vanilla? Whatever you like. Same thing with music. Not according to some of you people out there like this fax. It sticks, he says. Sticks is like, you know, syrup. You know, sticks was okay. You put them in a category with these groups? They're a Gulfstream band now. Exactly, with Gary Puckett and Union Gap. How come they weren't on there? 927 at 560 WQM. Here's something that we can all agree on. That's oleomedic is great stuff. Just pop it in your puss and uh, you get healthier by the second. Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas, one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight, and CoQ10 for your heart, all using the benefits of the purest olive oil you'll find anywhere. Oleomed's a great new product for you, and if you want to pick some up, you can do it right now all over town at your nearest public store, Eckerd's or Walgreens. If you want to get more information, just call them toll-free, and they'll explain it to you. Call 1-866-OLEOMED. 
That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order their products online at oleomedamerica.com. And please don't forget, this is one of the most important messages in the history of the human race. If you visit your nearest Publix and purchase an Oleomed product from Dater Broward, you can get a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games, too. Pick up some free Oleomed samples and product information, and for better health, start popping some Oleomed in your puss today. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. In the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. Juan Miguel Gonzalez, father of Ilian meets with his attorney in preparation to take his son back to Cuba. Well, Mr. Gonzalez, how was your trip? Very good, gracias. Uh, do you have any questions before we go any further? See, 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 this box with the pictures, it's incredible. What is this? Oh, that's a television. Oh, television. Uh, 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 Mr. Lawyer, what does waza mean? Pardon me? Waza! Oh, well... It means what's up, like what's going on. What's up? Uh, right, it's a greeting. What's up? Uh, now, I know that you're uncomfortable being here. So this is a very difficult time for you, sir. Mm, mm. What is it, mm. sir? Oh, this Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza is incredible. Mm. How do they get the mozzarella cheese into the crust? Uh, I'm... Not sure. So as I was saying, yeah. As I was saying, we will try to make your stay here as comfortable as possible and get you home as quickly as possible. Bye bye bye. Are you going somewhere, sir? No, I'm listening to the new CD by the boy band In Sync with my new Sony Discman. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yes, Mr. Gonzalez, they are quite incredible, but. Uh, we'll be meeting with the... Just another play and you game for two. You must hate me, but it ain't no lie. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, God, sir, don't you want to get this over and get back to Cuba? What are you, loco? I love it here. There's like 300 channels on table, and I can watch all the Yankee games. But, sir... Mr. Lawyer? What is it, Mr. Gonzalez? What's up? 9.32, don't forget, today's a big day. Go out and party in the streets. Uh, go out in front of uh, Maris Greasy Estes' house. And dance around like you got the uh, St. Vitus dance in your pants. Because it's the third anniversary of Alien washing up on shore. Oh! And luckily for him, he's back there in Cuba and ain't getting poisoned with those Happy Meals every day. Wouldn't that be something if they had to come back here and file a lawsuit against McDonald's before causing ill health or stunting his growth or something like that? A substitute kindergarten teacher in the Beaver... <laughs> In the Beaver local schools has been, this is in Ohio, of course, has been fired for making photos of her pupils to her imprisoned uh, pedophile husband. She's been mailing them. Officials said Amerilis Van Allen was dismissed on Friday after it was learned she had included photos of her class in a letter to her husband, John, who's serving time on four counts of rape involving boys under the age of 13. John Van Allen has been in the Chillicothe Correctional Institute since 87, serving a sentence of 7 to 25 years. Well, she ain't working in the Beaver schools no more, I'll tell you that. No more. What, she was trying no. to set them up? No, she was just trying to keep them happy. Oh, I see. Anyway, this asshole with his facts about the uh, sticks, okay? Um, best American... And, and you notice the hysteria in this facts, the anger? You can see, you actually see the anger on the page. You can see it in the writing, yeah. Yeah. Best American rock band, Sticks. Best British... Oh, by the way, ELO are from Birmingham, England. Uh, best British brand, yes... 
No. Yes, he said. No, no. no. In addition to which, we're not doing British bands anyway. We said Best American Band, Troublemaker, you idiot. He says, you are, you're all clueless putzes because we don't agree with him. We're clueless putzes. We're clueless because we didn't put R.E.M. on there, which is a disgrace. And you know who else we didn't put on there? Who? No, well, we could have put 50 million of them on there. I think we had a pretty good group. But this other fax is right. R.E.O. Speedwagon, I don't agree with that. But the Four Seasons. Yeah. Yeah, what do you know about the Four Seasons? You would know Frankie Valley from June Valley, okay? I used to be a very, very avid magic listener. You would know, you would know Frankie Valley from the Big Valley with that Dyke Barber Sandwick. You used to be a what? A very avid magic listener. Like I said, what do you know about music then? Yeah, good point. And that fits right in with his facts. That's perfect. Boy, did you? He fall has into no a... idea how that yeah, fits in. Yeah, that's right. Because the fact says, funny you mentioned WQM going back to playing oldies in a new format. Starting on Thanksgiving at 6 p.m., you'll be getting a new neighbor. WJNA starts an all-new oldies format on 6.40 a.m. Oh! Woo! What are you, are you getting scared yet? Oh, yeah, we're crapping our pants. It says, I hope Tell Magic is because they suck. Now they can go out and buy a hundred more records. I've probably got more records to hear than they got in their whole collection of magic because their playlist is about the same 50 crappy songs. Anyway, it says, does Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons count? They belong on any list for great American groups. Absolutely correct, sir. They should have been on here. We'll have to do this again someday, okay, like tomorrow. No, we'll have to do it again in a few weeks, a few months. Don't let me forget. All right. Well, I mean, next time we do it, let's do it right. Let's not do it half-assed like we did yesterday. Now, this call that's been on here in Boca, like I'm taking calls today, hello. Hey, Neil. You should have been on there a long time. Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to talk about this uh, FBI agent. I, I mean, I'm appalled by our, by our uh, judicial system. Why? Are, why are you surprised? Actually, I am. I just cannot believe that this went down the way it did. It, uh, I don't get it. Anybody anybody who missed the story, ex-FBI agent convicted of lesser charges for wrong-way crash, and he's going to get, uh, well, maybe he'll just get a slap on the wrist. He was yeah. facing up to 30 years for the wreck that killed those two kids, and instead now he got the, uh, the lesser charge, and he could face up to six years, but they might just give him a slap on the wrist. Well, they're going to fold six misdemeanors into one DUI conviction, and, you know, he's going to basically get what, you know, you get if you uh, get a DUI. Yeah. But two people are dead. I, I just don't understand it. Disgrace. Typical. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to add, this is not a direct response to your poll, so don't get angry at me, but there's one thing you left, there's a country you left off, uh, kind of, kind of a joke. I want to wait till the Bushes go home for Thanksgiving and, uh, attack Texas. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. Okay, that was pretty good. <clears throat> <laughs> Let's see. Based on what you know, which country should the U.S. be attacking now is our poll question today on neilrogers.com. It's on there. 54 votes. Iraq, 15. None. Any attack will lead to total chaos, 14. President of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners. Get out of here. Saudi, you moron. Saudi Arabia, 12. Canada for calling W a moron, 7. They're pretty upset about that, eh? North Korea, 3. Pakistan, 2. And Iran, as fast as I can. Iran, 1. That's what we got so far. So we got it, uh, Iraq uh, on top, but not by too much. That could be pretty tight. Oh, wait till you hear this fax. Leaving REM off the list was a bit of a mistake. It was a big mistake, but putting Van Halen... Don't blame me for Van Halen. And Aerosmith on the list was more of a mistake? No way. Aerosmith does commercials and sings at halftime of football games with boy bands and Britney Spears. What, what does that have to do with how good their music is? Nothing. I mean, talk about a schmuck. 
Van Halen hasn't been any good for 15 years. I'm not going to suggest putting a band like Metallica on the list would have given it more integrity. Metallica, my ass. It just sucks how badly the Brits kick our ass when it comes to rock bands. Beatles, Rolling Stones, The Who, Led Zeppelin, ELO. Also, you should have replaced the cars with Guns N' Roses. We talked about Guns N' Roses yesterday, didn't we, for about two seconds? Yep. And we also talked about, uh, what was the other one we left off? <laughs> the lot. No, we, we did. It was incomplete. Okay, so we can't be perfect, which leaves the door open for next time. There's a method to our madness. Do you believe us? No. Well, we made it up. Oh, Grand Funk Railroad, that's right. They should have been on there. They sure as hell beat the crap out of, like, Bon Jovi by a mile. Man. wasn't our me? list, remember. Huh? It wasn't our list. Whose list was it? The music guys. Oh, that's right. It was his list. You're right. Boy, what? Hey, Miguel redeemed himself after yesterday's uh, macho behavior. Oh, well, that's right. We get we put the list on there. We added a couple to it. I mean, we should have put some of these other ones on there. Like, for example, he didn't even have Chicago on his list at all. And that dialogue, parts one and two that I played a little earlier, if that isn't the greatest song that was ever recorded, then my name is uh, Mud, okay? Hi, Mud. Just call me Roger Mudd. You're full of crap. You wouldn't know a good song if they stuck. All you know is Alien. In fact, Miguel wanted to put the Alien song on there. Idiot. Man, what a professional. Not a professional speck, a professional Cuban. That's all he knows. He was born in Chicago. What a joke. In fact, you should like Chicago. I do. That's where you were born. What did you spend, about five minutes there? Nine years, ten years. Nine or ten years. You wouldn't know. And how, how often have you been back? Twice. Twice. All these years he's been back there twice. To one of America's truly great cities. They probably don't want your the kind best there city. anyway. Nine. What is it? One of the best cities. It's a beautiful town. Yeah, let's take that poll tomorrow to make Miguel happy. What's the best city in America that Miguel's never been to? <laughs> how about Chictawaga, New York? It's right down the road here. I can almost see it now, eh? Hey, I'll tell you one, the one thing I can't see, and that's all the hair that's fallen out of my head over the years, a whole lot of it. Boy, you can make a rug out of the hair that I've lost. And I'm looking at Mike Love on a picture of the uh, Beach Boys album on the cover. This is when these guys were young, and he still his hair was falling out in clumps because God works in mysterious ways. He likes to make you guys bald. But get back at him. Say, ha, here you go, Lord. Charles Alfieri, he's the hair god, and he'll get your hair back no matter what else going on because he's got that natural hairline system, the best in the universe, and 100% undetectable. Nobody, for example, if you're walking down the street, no stranger would see it for the first time and know it wasn't your real hair. And even people who do know you will say, gee, I wonder where that hair came from. It looks like it's growing out of your scalp. So call today. Make yesterday when we're doing that People magazine list with the hot-looking guys, and uh, Miguel's like, just cowering under the, I got reports that you were like crawling under the counter there yesterday. You're so worried about your uh, macho rating falling down a couple of notches. What a putz. Can't have that. Yo, can't have that. Goes out on those appearances in the QAM van for all those sports things, man. We got to keep that macho level up there. Oh! Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a schmuck. But anyway, just goes to show you, folks, just because somebody looks good don't mean they got any clue at all. And uh, there's the, the poster child for that right there. 9.56. I'm enjoying this, and of course, some people in the audience, because no matter what you do, oh, he's playing music. It's too bad it's on a crappy AM signal like this with that scratchy sound, though. It's too bad we're either not on FM or at least have that digital radio that little Tommy Jick is so excited about that's still at least a couple of years away. Right? What a shame. Because I can only imagine how this stuff sounded like that. And one thing about Crying that I just played by Aerosmith, and the level on that song... I, I had the pot almost in the in the queue, and no matter how how far you turn it down, it, was it just keeps low. coming back. You know, like you're not going to turn me down. 
We're shrine over here, baby. It is loud. Okay. 9.56. Anybody knock Steve Tyler has to stand over our dead bodies on this show, okay? We love Aerosmith. Also love R.E.M., but you know about them, huh? Well, New Balance has done it again, just as that big Thanksgiving meal is going to make you sit down and relax. New Balance of South Florida wants you up on your feet to head in for the big after Thanksgiving sale. This is absolutely the time to talk turkey at New Balance. They've been putting thousands of people in the most comfortable shoes they ever felt, including me, and now it's your turn. Uh, and you notice I haven't fallen down once yet this uh, this time around? Yeah. It's because i got my great New Balance walking shoes instead of like those uh, ballerina slippers I used to wear. Uh-huh. The good folks... I, this is a long spot. I don't have time for you, like, interjecting. This is a five-minute spot. And the good folks at New Balance are going to help you with 15% off their entire stock, plus up to 50% off selected styles. What does that mean to you? I'm glad you asked. Savings. New Balance is stuffing you with savings in all your athletic and footwear needs, like shoes for cross-training, running, walking, cross-dressing, lifting weights. New Balance wants you to gobble up shoes for any of your weekend warrior activities. Make the pilgrimage to New Balance for the big after-Thanksgiving sale with 15% off style sizes and widths of shoes that you used to have to shop for in catalogs or by mail order. New Balance is your one-stop shop. They'll even special order for you, no extra charge. New Balance has got sizes from infant all the way up to size 20, so there are no excuses to keep you away from the big after-Thanksgiving sale. And you can get all the trimmings, too, like New Balance athletic shorts, shoes. What is it? Shirts. Got that? And all styles of athletic socks, too. You can find New Balance in the Aventura Mall, Pinecrest, Boca Town Center, and their newest location in Palm Beach Gardens will be opening in December, just in time for Xmas. 15 to 50% off other stores are turkeys compared to the price, service, and selection you'll always find at New Balance of Florida. Mike and this is Sports Radio 560, QAM. Oh, God. Those high school Cubans in Miami are smart. They changed the name to Alien Park. Exploitation is now down to a fine art. That's where the bucks are. You just head south on Lazaroway until you see the human chain. The giant water ride where you grab a tube or a raft. That's it, you're bluffing up to a democracy. Good time though. 
Anyway, 1002 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. And this is the holidays. You know, we're playing a little bit of music, right? Do something different on the holidays, like Thursday. I heard there toward the end of the Unmentionable One show this morning that he was going to be reading the entire schedule tomorrow for Thursday. That means he's going to have to mention the beast by name, I guess. Uh-oh. Maybe that's why he's waiting until tomorrow to build up the courage to do that. Thursday, we got a special schedule because everybody, of course, is off on Thursday for the holiday. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's nice. Now, who is that? Who's Hagen? Oh, Dave Hagen. Hagen, Curtis, and Vlad are doing the morning show, 6 to 9. That's an interesting combination, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. That should be a hoot. I think I'm going to get show. up early to listen to that. No. Not. And then on our show, the Beast is going to be filling in. <laughs> I am the Beast. He's going to be filling in. He's going to bring his bong, have a great time. What's wrong with having a bong on Thanksgiving, huh? Build up a nice appetite for dinner. I love eating nuts. Then from one to five, it's the big... Oh! ...who's always around when we have nobody else to put on. That's one good thing about him. He's a good guy. He doesn't belong on the air just to say hello or goodbye. But the big... Oh! ...is always there to kill some good time. And he does a hell of a job of it, too. And then from five in the afternoon until six uh, Friday morning, we got ESPN Radio. <laughs> oh. I, I thought we had football games or something, what Muff was telling me a few days ago when we were talking about this schedule. I thought we had football or something on Thanksgiving Day, no? Off ESPN Radio. No. It is? Probably. No. We don't we don't have any football. Well, let's see. The Patriots Patriots are playing Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. I noticed the newspapers yesterday. It's really amazing how nobody wants to give any credit to this team. It's just astonishing to me, especially on this station, okay? No credit. It's called jealousy because somebody won a Super Bowl last year and some other team I know hasn't won a Super Bowl nearly 30 years. But at any rate, it said, uh, oh, the Patriots only have three days to get ready for the uh, game on Thursday against the Lions. Of course, the Lions also played and lost on Sunday to Chicago, and they also have only three days to get they ready. They beat Chicago. I beg your pardon? They beat Chicago. No. Yeah. I thought they lost 17-10. to 10. No. The Lions beat the Bears? In overtime. Get out of here. Yeah, stupid call by the coach. I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, whatever. It makes no difference. That's irrelevant. I thought that they lost that game 17 to 10. I would have sworn that. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, what does that have to do with the price of peanuts? The point being, you're just it's not another diversionary tactic. The fact of the matter is, they also have only three days. So what's what's the difference? Why is it such a big story that the Patriots only have three days to get ready? Let's play get ready by the impressions. We got it. No. No. Now, here's another good point. What about Jefferson Airplane Starship, somebody asked. Another one should have been on the list. And let me ask you, is Grace Slick? Um, I'm just getting a, I'm just getting a whole bunch of calls saying that you are right, that the Bears did beat Detroit. I don't know. What is this man talking about? You know, one thing about having Miguel on this week, it's perfect. Nobody else I know is perfect, but everything this man says is crap. I mean, I've never seen anybody bat a thousand. Even Ty Cobb couldn't come close. I thought the final score of that game was the Bears 17, the Bears, and the Lions 10. Actually, and now you're telling me, huh? Somebody just said that it was the Bears 20 and the Lions 17. Well, whatever. I thought the Bears won a game. Yep. I'm sure that they beat the Lions. The Lions couldn't win a fixed game, okay, Miguel? You better get with it, mister, because you're just, uh, oh, brother. I think, I think the alien, the pressure from the alien anniversary has gotten to him. Here's our pull. <laughs> Are you ready to admit you were wrong? No. Okay. Based on what you know, which countries should the U.S. be attacking now? 
None. Any attack will lead to total chaos. 51 of you said that. Got 151 votes on there. Saudi Arabia, 39, is what you folks say. All right. That's first on our list. They're even above REM and uh, what was the other one? REO Speedwagon. Iraq, 32. Canada for calling WA moron, 17. North Korea, 7. That's N-O-R-F. North Korea, 7. Pakistan, 3. And Iran, 2. I'm kind of disappointed Pakistan ain't doing a little better. If we was doing just a little bit better, I'd play that bit again, although I play it almost every day until we blow up Pakistan. It's one of my very favorite bits. <laughs> Put Israel on your poll. How do you leave it off, says some factor. <laughs> I've already suggested that. Solve a lot of problems. Let's see. Uh, two different cruise lines, two weeks, same home port, same pathogen. What a coincidence. It says, good thing this is only a stomach virus and not something highly lethal and contagious like, say, smallpox, says this faxer. Like smallpox. <coughs> then you'd have to quarantine the entire ship while the passengers died. And then uh, burn the bodies, then dismantle the ship, burn the pieces, and melt the metal down for scrap. Yep, good thing it was just a stomach virus. <laughs> good point. Well, the faxes are coming hot and heavy. Let's see. Old people rule, says this one. Woman, 87, dies from November 15 injuries. A Boca woman died Friday from injuries she suffered in a November 15 accident. Hattie Thumb, 87, was a passenger in a vehicle involved in a collision at the intersection of Palm Vista and U.S. 441. She died from her injuries Friday morning at Delray Medical Center. The driver of the car, Selma Ettenberg, 100, was seriously injured. 100? Oh, 100. Police at Ettenberg was attempting an illegal U-turn when her vehicle was struck by a car driven by Irving Zelkin, 77 of Boca. Zelkin was not injured, police said. Anyone who witnessed the accident has to call the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. How do you like that? You got three people involved uh, one way or another here, one of them who's dead now. 77, 87, and 100. I rest my case. And outdoor funeral parlor, folks, that's South Florida for you, where the average, the median age is death plus five. Here's a call from West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, I want to talk to you about that. You, you used to talk to you a couple of months ago about the diet pills and all that. I was, uh, about the what? About the pharmaceutical companies and how they're killing America. Yeah. Well, there's a new book uh, called Death by Diet, and it says how all the pharmaceutical companies are more interested in making money than anything else. And uh, it talks about the Atkins diet. It talks about a lot of diets. And how and uh, why America is leading the leading the country, leading the world. I'm sorry, on health on, on health issues when anybody else eats whatever they want and don't die from it. Yeah. And it's, it's just shocking, you know, but it's uh, it goes back to saying that the Atkins diet is a real good thing and a couple other diets and how uh, the doctors and the um, the AMA have everything so backwards. It's uh, it's crazy to believe. What what's the name of the book? It's called Death by Diet. Okay. Uh, take it out. You'll, you'll be interested. I'll go out and get it right after the show. Thanks. Death by diet. We're dying over here. Because they're killing us, and the public sits back a little bit like that because you're all brainwashed. And you see all the commercials, and oh, isn't this great, and it's fast, and it's convenient, and they're killing you. They're killing you with poisons, with crap. They're killing the old people with all these prescription drugs. They're just loading them up. And you'll notice now something that in the last couple of years, this new phenomenon, every magazine you buy, every TV channel you watch, Within the first uh, few pages or the first few minutes of your watching, here come all these ads for Zocor and this drug and Mevacor and all of this other crap. These statin drugs, by the way, that they're peddling are going to kill a lot of people, too, if they haven't already. 
There's that, speaking of uh, whores, there's that Dan Reeves on there peddling that Zocor. Have you ever seen those spots? I'm sure you have. Yeah. Every, about every four minutes he's on there again. <laughs> I'm still alive. Must be pretty good stuff. <laughs> Just stick to your football, Dan, okay? Leave the drugs to everybody else like South Florida. We know our drugs in South Florida, including some legal ones, too. Just leave it to, uh, what's her name? The Bush show daughter, Noel. It's almost time for the uh, first Noel, isn't it? It's almost Christmas time. And you know what you need on the first Noel, don't you? Some good drugs. Oh! 5670560. We're playing a lot of music today, boy. We got the Eagles, the uh, Chicago, the Doors, the Beach Boys, and Aerosmith. That's what I'm playing. And Nirvana. Just to make Joe Costello happy. Oh, he's probably sleeping. What was he bitching, bitching about again? Who did we leave off? Uh, wow, no, I forgot. Whatever the hell it was. He's got a, he's got a complaint every day now, I notice. Oh, the Steve Miller Band. Oh, Steve Miller Band, get out of here, crazy. The greatest American rock band, the Steve Miller freaking band. I mean, they were okay. Yeah, they were all right. That would be like saying Bill Haley and the Comets was the best American band of all time because they were like, uh, you know, a long time ago, they were the first. They're the best American. Right. Anybody agree that Bill Haley and the Comets were the... No. No. What kind of crap is that? Yeah, since his wedding date is starting to approach real fast, you notice he's always like on edge. He's just not the same old Joe that we used to know and love. Now he's like uh, almost gotten hostile. You were telling me yesterday he was complaining about something. He's hanging out with Mark too much. Saying what? He's been hanging out with Mark too much. Oh, is that it? Is Mark a sour guy? He's got a little temper. Does he really? He oh, looks yeah. kind of like, he looks a little sour, you know? Maybe too many of those uh, sour dills. <laughs> 59 people say, don't attack anybody. It'll lead to total chaos. We'll have mass lunacy in the world. I think they may have a point, too. Saudi Arabia, 49. Iraq, 38. Who should we attack? How about an Iraq attack, 38? Canada for calling W a moron, <laughs> 22. North Korea, seven. Pakistan, still only three. And Iran has got only two. And now, everybody who votes, we're going to make you uh, show us where those countries are on the map. Uh-oh. I, I, I think I saved that story. Did you hear that story that day? Yeah, I heard it. Oh. Yeah, unbelievable. What, do you, what are you saying, unbelievable? You're telling me that the goddamn lions beat the bears, and you're telling me I read it wrong yesterday. Sorry. Now, you were born in Chicago. Could you find it on the map? What state is that? <laughs> 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 oh man oh brother anybody need any good drugs call up miguel because he might his his shipment must have come in 10 13 at 560 wqam that was a choice that was a keeper uh, carlos yes, i'll tell was. you keeper tom layman at hallett pontiac tom's been around the block a few times down there at hallett they've been in that same location for 35 years Treating people great, which is why they're still in business. In fact, Hallett Pontiac and GMC are proud to announce the great Neil Rogers Neil Deal 0% sale going on right now. Yes, with approved credit from GMAC, you can get zero down payment and 0% financing on all 2002 and 2003's Pontiacs and GMC models plus zero payments for 90 days. Or take you a rebate if you like of up to five grand. And as always at Hallett, zero hassles. Don't forget to mention you heard about the Neal deal and save even more. Check out the complete line of those big gas guzzlers, baby. They love them down there. GMC SUVs, including the Envoy and the Pontiac Vibe. Envoy was voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year, and the Vibe has got the power of a big gas guzzling sports car. You'll love it. You can almost smell the gas just pouring out of it. 
Hallett's also got a great selection of dependable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. And as far as credit is concerned, if you got the best credit in the world or the worst or somewhere in between, makes no difference because they'll cut you a deal no matter who you are and what you're doing at Hallett. It's the great Neal deal, 0% sale at Hallett Pontiac, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. For more info on this special deal, just call the Neal Deal hotline, toll free, one 534 4211 one Hallett Pontiac, GMC, who be professional grade. Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560, QAM. Esta Canadá, judío bastardo. Jam. And we're tired of all- 
Oh, brother. Protests? Yep. Burning tires, psychosis, hysteria. All of Miguel's people out there carrying on like the world was coming to an end, going <laughs> like that, which they do so well, whenever they're orchestrated to do it. Yeah, Speaking the, of Miguel, the by the way, I'm thinking... just like Ohio State did. I'm, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. and there wasn't even any football game. Because it was in April, as I recall. It was in April three years ago. Well, how, well, wait a minute. I don't understand. How can today be the third anniversary of him washing up on shore when all of that crap took place in April? No, I think it was washed up in November. I, re I remember it being before the end of the year. Is no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm just saying that in April was when the uh, was the height of the uh, psychosis. Right. So that thing went on for months and months and months then. Good oh, yeah. golly, Miss Molly. Speaking of it, see, you interrupted me. I was about to point out that tomorrow's Wednesday, and even though George is on vacation this week, tomorrow night will be another Treasure Island extravaganza. Now, is Miguel, I know Carlos will be there hoping, praying to get lucky. Maybe Fat Boy might even bump into him. But, Miguel, are you going to be there tomorrow night? I'll be there. Really? I have to. What do you mean you have to be there? I thought that you weren't permitted uh, anymore to go to those. That was all you. What do you mean that was all me? That was the story around the building that your lady friend wouldn't allow you to go to those things on Wednesday nights because she was getting jealous. I got to work, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I go for free just to hope to get lucky. Yeah. I'm not getting involved, okay, all you guys with all your little things. God only knows what's going to be going on there. Ex-FBI agent, and now we glossed over this before, but this story is so outrageous and so grotesque that it definitely needs to be rehashed again at least for a couple of minutes. Ex-FBI agent convicted of lesser charges for wrong-way crash. A former FBI agent was acquitted yesterday of killing two brothers by driving drunk the wrong way down an interstate, but was convicted of lesser charges. David Farrell was acquitted of DUI manslaughter and vehicular homicide, but convicted of misdemeanor drunken and reckless driving. He faces up to six years in prison. Ain't going to happen. He had faced up to 30 years for the wreck that killed the youth minister, Maurice Williams, 23, and his half-brother, Craig Chambers, 19, a college student. He had no reaction as the verdict was read, but his attorney later wiped away tears. The victim's mother cried as the brother's relatives had their hands and arms clasped. It's been a long three years, Farrell said outside the court. In a message to the victim's relatives, he said, Hopefully they'll find some peace and comfort. My heart and prayers go out to them. Farrell faced two charges, each of vehicular homicide, DUI manslaughter, and driving with an unlawful blood alcohol level, causing the deaths of Maurice Williams and Craig Chambers. The crash took place 12.43 in the morning, November 23, 1999. Boy, justice sure moves fast, don't it? It was on November 22, 1999 that Williams and Chambers attended choir practice while Farrell and his FBI colleague were out drinking and watching Monday Night Football <coughs> at the Quarterdeck Seafood Bar Neighborhood Grill in Davie. Farrell left the Quarterdeck in his dark green Honda, headed north to his home in Coconut Creek. Williams and Chambers left their mother's home in Lauderhill, headed north to Chambers College in Boca. One of the two cars turned around on I-95. 
The FHP first blamed the brothers, then Farrell, after it was learned the brothers were sober while Farrell's blood alcohol level was .14. Defense lawyer Bruce Udolph repeatedly asked Broward Circuit Judge Mark Gold to move the case to another county because of intense media coverage, but the request was denied. The trial began on October 16. The FHP initially reported the brothers were heading the wrong way. The agency reversed its position a month later. The brothers' relatives accused law enforcement of racial discrimination. Farrell is white. The brothers were black. The family has civil lawsuits pending against the FBI, the FHP, and the bar. And good luck to them in all of them. How do you like that? Well, at least two of the three. We don't want to pick on the quarter deck, do we? No. It's one of our fine sponsors, isn't it? So like I said, two out of three ain't bad. I'm just doing that for your benefit. Let's see. Uh, smoking weed. I saw a couple of friends of yours yesterday. This is the same guy. This uh, over and over again today. They were speeding on their way to somewhere in their convertible red-colored Corvette. It was on I-95 in a carpool lane. They were smoking weed and looking at dirty magazines. I pulled alongside of them and said, Needle God. Then Jesus and Elvis gave the mandage. All right. Uh, I guess he was speeding, too. Uh, Bob Seger, somebody says. Bob Seger is a group. What was Bob Seger's group? The um, Silver Bullet Band? Yeah. But he's he, Bob Seger isn't a group. No. I mean, a lot of guys had a band. It's like Elvis and the Jordanaires. You know what I mean? Was Elvis a group? No. Unless it was him and Mommy in bed together. You notice how nobody wants to talk about that? He slept in the same bed with his mother until he was 20 years old. Maybe that's the way they do it down in the South. (laughs) Yeah. Tupelo? Isn't that where he was from? Tupelo, Mississippi? Tupelo? No, it's mine. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know Elvis spoke Spanish, did you? Here's a little one for Miguel. Everything with Miguel revolves around that uh, Espanol man. I don't know for the life of me. Oh, look at this. Here's the uh, football highlights. I bet you the Bears are going to beat the Lions again. Probably. Are you finally going to uh, cough up on that? Are you going to give up or are you going to continue insisting, uh, you know, No, whatever. I said I read it wrong on yesterday. Schmuck. My bad. 27 after 10 at 560. we got to get a lot more music on here, man. We're starting to slip a little bit. I'm thinking Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I might just play music all day on Friday. Oh, the audience will hate that, wouldn't they? Music and comedy bits all day Friday. See, because ordinarily in years past, like a schmuck, I used to work on Thanksgiving Day. Don't ask me why. Why? I have no idea. And we'd play all comedy bits on Thanksgiving. It was kind of a feature of the show that the audience looked forward to. We'd play the crepitation contest. We would do this. We had a lot of time, you know. But I don't think I'm going to be doing that this Thanksgiving because the beast is going to be on. (laughs) Telling some real amazing stories. Hey, I'll tell you a place where you hear some amazing stories, and that's either Pizza Loft location. Jeff Cohen will tell you stories, and you'll say, I can't believe any of that is true. The most amazing part of it is, trust me when I tell you it all is. It's all true. A lunatic, a wild man, a maniac, who continues, in spite of his own personal aberrant behavior, pumping out the greatest chow in town at both Pizza Loft locations. Did I just say Pizza Hut a minute ago? I don't think so. No. Nope. I hope not. I See, I have a subliminal thing because Boca Brian's doing those uh, jingles for the Pizza Hut. I mean, we like our friends at the Pizza Hut, but ain't no Pizza Loft. And one of the main things going is that everything is made fresh and by hand and delicious at the Pizza Loft. Every Monday is lasagna night. Tuesday, like night, is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners these nights. Get the second one for only 5 bucks. Every Wednesday, kids eat free with adults. They can see Jeff's famous magic show. Thursday is bike night at the loft. Come on a motorcycle, buy one dinner, get the second one for half price. And if you're singing a Doors song when you come in, God only knows what they'll give you. I mean, don't aren't all bikers big Doors fan? I would think. Like Jazz McKay. What am I talking to you guys? You don't even know who the hell I'm talking about. What a shame. Damn good thing George is off this week because he gets real testy about this music stuff. 
Pizza Loft got three delicious kinds of pizza, all your Italian favorites, chicken and veal dishes, seafood, calzone, super subs, the most amazing garlic rolls you've ever even come across in your life. And for takeout and delivery and catering, in Davie, which in Davie, they're between uh, Griffin and 595 on University Drive, right behind Pier 1 Imports, with tons and tons of free parking. For takeout and delivery there, call 954-916-8880. 916-8880. And in the brand-new Plantation Pizza Loft, call this number. And by the way, it's right behind uh, that the drugstore on the corner of Nob Hill and Sunrise. Same delicious food, same great service, same teeny-tiny prices. 954-382-1999. 382-1999. Lunch, dinner, late night snacks. You can't beat it with a stick. The world famous Pizza Loft now with two Broward locations. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Oh, God. The most explosive band of the 70s is back. Kiss. Kiss is back. Kiss live in concert. They're turning gray and they're coming your way. God, that's over, man. A medley of their smash, too, I should point out. The two glaring omission, and I notice not a word, see? This is this is the the uh, anthem for a lost generation, that song. That's what that is. Not a word from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sticks, you know where they're from? No. Since we left Sticks and R.E.M. off the list, and we apologize profusely, and also the Monkees and R.E.O. Speedwagon, etc. Uh, Sticks is from Chicago. Sweet. In, you know what state that's in? In Greek mythology, Sticks is a river in hell, in Hades. See all the stuff you learned here today already? Yeah, I knew that. I, lear I learned one thing. I shouldn't have played that. Oh, boy. What's wrong with I that? I had a headache. Huh? What's wrong with that? I hate it. I'm not into Nirvana, Okay. How many other hits did they have? Uh, let's point out. Well, the whole that whole CD was great. <laughs> How many? How many other hits did Nirvana have other than "Smells Like Teenage Smegma"? They had a few. Name me one. I can't remember the names of their songs right now. There was one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan, but they did have a few. <laughs> I understand that makes it commercial, and they don't have to be commercial to be great. We get all those. Uh, how about uh, Come As You Are? That's That was one of their hits. That made it all the way up to number 32. That was big. How about About a Girl? That was an album cut, by the way. It was never a single. It made it up to number 22. And The Man Who Said who Sold the World made it up to 39, another album cut. That was it. That's a medley of their smash, which I just played. God, were they good or what? My, 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 my,
and beat that gator meat. Rolling cigars don't sound so hard. You should be on your way. It's easy, just go fly. Ilion, you're in a tube is waiting. All you have to do is go hop on. Yeah, no. Thanks for getting here, Elian, because it sure made uh, all the talk shows, boy, all Elian all day, for day after day and week after week and month after month. Two hundred and forty-five votes on the poll today on the com. Based on what you know, which country should the U.S. be attacking now? None. Any attack will lead to total chaos. Seventy-six people said that. Saudi Arabia. They're starting to catch on. Saudi Arabia. Seventy-one. You think the Saudis could be the sand chiggers in a woodpile? Iraq, 50. Canada for calling W a moron, 29. Let me know when you're uh, coming. North Korea, wait a minute, just changing again on me, I hate that. North Korea, 10. Pakistan, 6. And Iran, in last place, has got three. Let's see if they can find Iran on the map. It's just a little tiny country, you know? <laughs> it's right next to Illinois, I think, Miguel. Somewhere close, right? Yeah, it's in the uh, it's in the hood. Got that letter I. You know. Here's West Palm somewhere. Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. I thought uh, when the Ilion dust settled that Merrick Laces would be a uh, cottage industry selling stick lozenges or something, but that's not why I called. Yeah. Um, when uh, Eric Clapton's son died, he wrote a song for him called Tears in Heaven. Uh-huh. And then he turned around and sold the rights to it to the soundtrack to the movie Rush. So he basically kind of whored himself out for that, in my opinion, and it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And then this other, this other guy's picking on Aerosmith because they do commercials. At least Steve Tyler's daughter, she's still alive and looks pretty good. Well, I think it's along the same lines as Aerosmith doing that. I mean, if they want to make a buck, great, but I think it cheapens their uh, body of work when they're selling out their art for the bottom line dollar. Because they did commercials, it cheapens their work? Yeah. How about all the uh, all the movie stars and all the TV stars that do commercials, well, including including Dennis Franz or whatever the hell his name is, who pretends he doesn't do commercials and then goes out there and does the cell phone spots. Well, all right, but that stuff's not art, you know. He's, I mean, acting in a TV drama is not art, in my opinion. It isn't. It's a pretty low form of it. Anyway, uh, you know, Spicks aren't from Chicago. Spicks are from Cuba. 
Okay. <laughs> Poor Miguel, they just won't let up on him, you know what? Probably forgetting that Lions Bears score all screwed up. Got the wrong winner, got the wrong score. Would you slip and fall while your window is open? Uh huh. into uh, Jim Morrison on the streets of Toronto yesterday. He's looking pretty good. For an old guy. Hi, he's okay. Said he's been talking to Elvis. Been hanging out with him. 1051 at 560 WQM. Anybody that would put Nirvana on the same poll, and you notice how poorly they did, by the way, and you guys are saying, oh, well, you can see the age that people have voted on here. Like all of the people have voted for the Doors and Aerosmith are old farts. No, you know that's not true, huh? No, it's just older. Not old farts. Just an older crowd than a Nirvana crowd. So, in other words, you're telling me that somebody who's like, let's say, uh, 35, okay? Would vote for Aerosmith before Nirvana, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot 35 is old. No, I said older, not old. Somebody who's 30. I voted Wait, for you're... the Doors. I beg your pardon? I voted for the Doors. Yeah, look at you. You're like, what, 10? Carlos about is like about 10 years old. He's waiting for one BB to drop. <laughs> And he voted for the Doors. I don't. I don't buy that. See, this isn't the same as it used to be. Once upon a time, we're not talking about Rudy Valley, okay? And Bing Crosby. And Frank Sinatra. See, that's an amazing thing about rock music. That's for the last 50 years now, or close to it, is that it transcends the generations. Now, I grant you, we don't have any hip hop uh, crap on our poll. But how many hip hop groups can you name? I mean, are most hip-hop artists like, uh, you know, individuals who record like with other people, you know, like featuring Dr. Uh, Dre, featuring Dr. This? Right. Right? Yeah, there's a mishmash. A mishmash, right. At the mosh pit. And it is the pits. Anybody would put, let me say it again, Nirvana on the same pole with these other groups is just, it would be like putting John uh, Bon Blomey on there, which we did, which we apologize. We apologize for having Bon Jovi on. I tried to tell you yesterday, don't let's put him on there. Now, why did we do that? Was that on the guy's list? Oh, yeah, it was on his list. And you know something? I actually crossed it out. And then I changed my mind because you guys talked me into it. We put his whole list on there, and then we added just a couple of other ones. We left off Guns N' Roses, bad mistake, and we left off Grand Funk Railroad and REM and REO Speedwagon and Sticks and the Four Seasons. Now, the Four Seasons thing leads me to an interesting question. Now, the Beach Boys, not only did they write most of their own music, Brian Wilson and Mike Love, but the Beach Boys also played instruments. Right. I mean, Dennis Wilson played the drums. Everybody plays the drums. Ringo Starr, anybody who really isn't a musician, they play the drums. I'm not saying there aren't good drummers, but there are not two of them. <laughs> oh, you're wrong about that. Ringo Starr is the greatest drummer. Okay, he's great. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. 
It was a rock band, a rock group. But the Four Seasons, of course, just were singers, like the Temptations, like the uh, Miracles, like all those Motown groups we talked about yesterday. See what I'm saying? The voice is an instrument, though. I mean, if, if you know how to play it. <laughs> yeah, keep not, going. Not when Britney keep uses going. it. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, you'd like Britney to play it all right, you'd like her to use her larynx. Yeah, but she could stay quiet while she's doing it. Yeah. Like that? Perfect. <laughs> kind of like that. Maybe in a slightly higher register. So full of crap. Now, don't you see the difference that I'm trying to make there? You can't, you can't put all those groups on there who were like, uh, I don't know. We'll have, we'll have a separate poll for those one day. For all the Motown groups and the Four Seasons and all of these people. Right. And how about, uh, Dion and the Belmonts? Since we talked about my close friend Dion yesterday. You're not, you don't like Dion and the Belmonts? No, I do. Oh, Miguel don't have any idea who the hell that is. He thinks we're talking about racing again, Belmont Park. That's on Long Island, by the way. That's in Elmont, New York on Long Island. Dion, Dion Warwick? What about Dion Warwick? She's a group. Group. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Marvelous line. Mad Dog's doing a show at Chula's today between one and three. The Humper is doing. I have no idea why. We must be making a few extra bucks for this, because the last time he did his show at that AAA arena, boy, it sounded. Did you hear it that day? It sounded awful. I was there with him. And did you hear it on the ear? No, I was next to him. Oh, it sounded bad. So you people, our engineering department, I know you're really on top of things, but uh, see if you can't fine-tune that a little bit before the Humper does the show. All four hours, 3 to 7 this afternoon at the AAA Arena. Ira Winderman between 4 and 5, Rob Conrad 5 to 6. 7 o'clock, we got Hurricanes warm-up. 7.30, it's uh, Coons basketball, uh, UM and Texas A&M. Anybody going to be going to that? No. Listening to it? No. Anybody care? No. Eddie K after the basketball game from GA and Joe and Mark overnight. That's our schedule. As we now start getting into that time of the year with not just Thanksgiving, but then you got all these other holidays coming, Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's and all this other stuff. And so we just kind of like, uh, you know, like most of the time, just fake our way through it. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. I sure enjoyed that. 1106 at 560, WQM Little Medley. It's nice to have two CD decks. See the way that works out? Notice that. Got Duffin here dancing his ass off. <laughs> oh boy, I sure wish we had pictures of that wearing that uh, blonde wig. Was he wearing a blonde wig? No, no, no. Did you hide that? We we took that back. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T Verizon line. If you wonder what all this music thing is, we were inspired by that fax we got yesterday late in the show from that music distributor who compiled his own. Uh, well, uh, we he says we who the hell we is. Compiled a list of the top uh, American rock bands of all time. And so we took their list. We added a couple here, and we didn't scratch any off, which is unfortunate. But uh, And so that kind of inspired. I went out and spent some of those uh, cheap Canadian dollars, and why the hell not uh, make the most of it? Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hello, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I want to say that medley was great, and I imagine it played all the songs all completely soon. I didn't hear what you said. What was great? I said that medley was great. Oh, the medley. I'm upset you didn't play the whole entire thing through. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll do that now because you got a bad echo. Wasn't that that chronic lady? That sounded like what's her name? Wanda. Not didn't sure. it? 
Kind of hard to tell when she's underwater. Come up for air, sweetheart, next time. I actually cut that short, the last one there, a little bit, so I because it's a lady caller on there. Don't ever be influenced by whatever it says on the thing there, okay? You understand? Yes. Thank you. Don't ever be influenced. The show must go on. Yes, you're right. I should have played the whole thing. <laughs> well, there's so many great songs on there, you know. Plus, the Eagles, I mean, uh, curses on them, man. All the songs are so damn long, you know. Yep. Although I will say on my door CD, the Doors have some long songs, huh? The Doors have some long songs. Riders on the Storm. Let's yep. see how long Riders in the Storm is on here, and also uh, Light My Fire. Riders on the Storm on this particular cut. This one is uh, seven minutes and fifteen seconds. Rectum. And uh, Light My Fire is seven oh six. All right. Oh yeah, we can kill some good time with those. How about the end? How about your what? Rectum. Yeah, how long is the end? Is that even longer than those? I think so. Ah! Oh! <laughs> 1143. Oi! This is the end, my friend. Almost 12 minutes. I love those cuts. Put that damn MacArthur Park to shame. 5670560. Oh, I guess it is Tuesday. It's tabloid Tuesday. I better do this one story I've been teasing for days now, Dr. Phil's boob obsession. It's Please. not really all that exciting, but of course the tabloids, you know, they're going to make a big simus out of everything. And anything uh, negative about Dr. Phil will be delighted to read it. TV shrink Dr. Phil McGraw has something bigger than advice on his mind when dealing with women guests on his talk show. He just might be talking about breasts, say sources. Oi! The 52-year-old psychologist who shot to fame as Oprah Winfrey's guru and now has his own embarrassing talk show has been obsessed with big boobs since his days as a teenage football star at Shawnee Mission North High in the Kansas City, Missouri area. His shocking history <laughs> includes insisting that his first wife lift weights to bulk up her chest size so she'd look nice, hiring big-busted girls to work in his health spa, telling pals that the type of gal he was attracted to has big boobs. Well, that's pretty revolutionary, isn't it? and also being accused of sexually harassing a female patient who claimed he fondled her breasts. To top it off, his current wife, Robin, sports a sensational bust line, and Dr. Bruce Nadler, a New York plastic surgeon, tells the Globe he believes it's the result of breast surgery. Uh, I definitely think she had a little help from silicone, says Nadler, who has never treated Robin but has studied her photos. The breasts are too rounded on top for a woman her age. Usually breasts become droopy after age 40, so I think she's had implants to keep them firm. McGraw first revealed his fixation with larger breasts to high school pals. Boobs had to be big. That was the type of woman who would catch Phil's eye back then, recalls a former classmate. After McGraw married his first wife, high school cheerleader Debbie Higgins, in 1970, when they were both 20, he pushed her to look nice by lifting weights and bulking up her chest size, she claims. An insider says the way McGraw urged Debbie to exercise her chest area bordered on obsessive-compulsive behavior. Their marriage collapsed four years later, she says, because he was cheating on her with other women. In 1971, Dr. Phil opened up the Grecian Health Spa in Topeka, Kansas, where one of his advertised specialty treatments was a bust developer. An insider says when it came to hiring women, Phil always chose young gals with big chests. That was absolutely the thing for him. The bigger the boobs, the better. And look at all the boobs that are watching him now. That's the tragic part. Later, after he became a psychologist, he got in trouble, say sources. A 19-year-old patient says she claimed at the time he touched my breast and he put his hands between my legs. There's no public record of the complaint allegedly made by his former patient, but the Texas Board of Examiners found the then-34-year-old McGraw had engaged in unprofessional conduct. Kind of like the beast, he was unprofessional. 
Ironically, McGraw probably got into psychology for the same reason he's obsessed with breasts, Dr. Lois Muller tells The Globe. He's needy. And a person who is fixated on breasts shows he's very dependent and not properly nurtured in his youth, explains the Tampa, Florida psychologist. It's not unusual for needy people to, be, to become psychologists. Now Dr. Phil needs to look for the inner beauty in women instead of focusing just on their big <laughs> boobs. How do you like that? He's a boob man. As if that's unusual or something like that. Well, it's another one of those really sensational stories in the globe. How's our poll doing? Based on what you know, what country should the U.S. be attacking now, we asked today. How's our uh, buddy Eric doing, by the way? You spoken to him lately? Yeah. Is he okay? I'm a little worried about him. He seems to be cracking under the stress. Didn't seem to be crying or anything. Good. Excellent. Mark that down. Mark down whatever day that was. 324 votes on the poll. So, and look at that. Saudi Arabia has pushed to the lead. Oh. oh, into the lead. The sand chiggers in the woodpile. 103 votes. None. Any attack will lead to total chaos. 100 say that. we got a good battle going on there. And after that, it's kind of small potatoes. Iraq, 57. Canada for calling W. Moron, 38. North Korea, 13. Pakistan, 10. And Iran has only three. Twelve minutes after 11 at 560, WQM, we got Thanksgiving in a couple of days. Then you got Chinooka and Christmas and New Year's. All these holidays bring a lot of guests, a lot of nosy people who start inspecting every last detail in your house. They look at the, to see if there's any dust on the furniture. And they certainly take a long, hard look at your carpets. So with the guests coming, do the smart thing right now and call our good friends at Dry Concepts and have everything in tip-top shape. Pretend you really are big shot instead of the slob you really probably are. Rock Concepts will come into your home and take care of all of that for you. Check out their website, rockconcepts.com. Got information on all the great things they do. Carpet dry cleaning, upholstery cleaning, leather cleaning, oriental rug cleaning and repair, water damage restoration, pet odors, and more. They take care of all of it for you. And the best part of the deal is, not only do they do the best job in the world, but they give you a guaranteed written price up front before they start the job. Never any tack-ons, never any bad surprises at the end of the job. I've been using them to clean my carpets in my home for over 20 years and have turned just about everybody I know on to dry concepts. They've all got that big smile on their puss, and they agree with me. There is nobody does a job for you like they do, the best in the universe. So if you want your house looking sparkling new for the holidays, call Dry Concepts now toll-free. Call 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Clean today. You can entertain tonight. Not just an advertising slogan. It's their business at Dry Concepts. <laughs> That's our QAM song, by the way. 
11.25 at QAM. Alleged victims of clergy sexual abuse won two victories in court yesterday, even as lawyers for both the victims and the church met to try to settle more than 400 lawsuits against the church. In two separate rulings, Suffolk Superior Court Judge Constance Sweeney criticized the Archdiocese of Boston. Constance, no relation to Boston Bruins defenseman Don Sweeney. The judge ordered the public release of about 11,000 internal church documents related to 65 priests who were accused of abusing children over the past three decades. On Friday, church lawyers complied with a court order to hand over the documents to lawyers for alleged victims, but the church filed a motion late Friday asking that the documents be sealed from public view until a motion to dismiss a lawsuit against an allegedly abusive priest is heard in January. Sweeney rejected the request and chastised church lawyers for attempting to shield the documents from public view. While the defendants have seemingly produced the documents to opposing counsel at the last minute and under a warning of sanctions and contempt, they still resist public disclosure of these documents, the judge wrote in her hostile ruling. How do you like that? All right. Let's hear it for the judge. You go, judge. This fact we got about uh, Led Zeppelin. How many times do we have to say Led Zeppelin are Brits, okay? The Brits give us the <laughs> Schmitz. They're Brits. This is about the best American group. And Hart, with all due respect, okay? You, is there anybody in that room who believes that Hart belonged on that list? No. A little Hart. Is there anybody in that room who believes that the Lions beat the Bears on Sunday? This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. My God, your breasts are beautiful. Rackham. The trouble didn't get in there by itself. You should have got the habit you're on the shelf. Richard Gere and Rodin's meat. He's away from my pepper cheat. When your love life is tough, there's no need to suffer. Just head down to the pet shop for another, another lover. Come on and do the Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Everyone knows the Also from the same edition of The Globe that gave you that really boring story about Dr. Phil, a somewhat more titillating story, Richard Gere's a stud, but De Niro's a dud. In spite of all those horrible stories about Richard Gere and his, and his pets, former Bond girl Carrie Lowell finally wed her longtime love, Richard Gere, and she's one lucky gal, according to a notorious sex kitten who says Gere is a tiger in a sack. <laughs> Lowell's secret wedding to the American gigolo was so private that the only two guests witnessing the ceremony at their home in scenic Pound Ridge, New York, were the couple's two-year-old son, Homo, a homer, and Lowell's daughter, Hannah, 12. But word is now out that 41-year-old Lowell's handsome new hubby not only has the power to make women swoon with his looks, he leaves them breathless in bed. Ex-cover girl Carol Mallory, a former sex addict who claims to have racked up more than 40 showbiz trysts, 
rates Gear 52 as near perfect in the sack. I give him a nine, as the lover Mallory gushes. How do you like that? She gives him a nine. And Gear is not the only celebrity notch on her bedpost. You think her chewing gum loses its flavor on her bedpost overnight? With the release of her steamy book, Wicked Confessions of a Cover Girl, Mallory is kissing and telling about her triple X-rated flings with Hollywood's biggest and not-so-big stars. I wonder what it means by Hollywood's biggest stars. Little innuendo? Mm. Robert De Niro was not well endowed, she says. He likes you on top, and he keeps his socks on. <laughs> oh, no. He keeps his socks on. The one-time supermodel, best known for purring, all my men wear English leather or nothing at all, in the 70s TV commercials. Remember those? I do. You don't, because you're too young to remember that, punk. Yep. Both of you. Brought truth to advertising by betting a bevy of Hollywood's top heartthrobs. And it all began with Cat About Town Warren Beatty. We dated on the kitchen table, she says, adding, Warren is not particularly well endowed and has no buttocks, but he gave me three orgasms. Now, that flies in the face of all the rumors about Warren Dowdy, uh, Dowdy, Bowdy, uh, Beatty being endowed like a, like a elephant. How do you like that? Hmm. Never heard that. But he gave her three orgasms. Platoon star Tom Berenger gets top billing from Mallory, 60 who's happily married to 34-year-old hunk Kenneth Gambone. Tom was the best I ever had except for my husband, she confesses. He was sober and articulate, fearless and real. I like real men. Tom Berenger. What was that movie he was in about the Deep South, about the uh, Klan? Or about, what, what the hell was that? Southern, not Southern Comfort. What was it? What do you guys know? I'm not sure which one you're talking about. The movie he was in where he was like a double agent with like a Southern uh, skinhead... Uh, you don't know. Somebody will call in. Some of Mallory's most famous partners were almost forgettable. Robin Williams is a real nice person, but a mediocre lover who asked me afterward how he was in bed, she says. I adore Robin, but I can't remember his size. Not so with Matt Dillon, who she says she seduced at age 19 when she was 41. Matt was well endowed, but had trouble getting his sneakers off, she recalls. I enjoyed him, even though he was not great. Was he was well I beg your pardon? He was 19. He's a punk. Yeah. Movie was deceived, to... by the way. Deceived? Yep. Thank you so much. With Tom Berenger, good actor. Then there's the late Dudley Moore. Underline the dud part, I guess. She says he liked to watch porno. That turned me off. A pair of British superstars also proved to be less riveting off the silver screen than on it. Sean Connery was a letdown, she declares, and Anthony Hopkins was a disappointment. He was boring. She didn't even say a big disappointment. Mallory recently delivered her bombshell verdicts on Shock Jock Howard Stern's radio show, giving thumbs up to ageless rocker Rod Stewart. Rod was funny in bed, she says. He wore a hat like a little tam to be funny. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like that. That kind of funny. So there you go. And about the main thing we learned there, other than Richard Gere actually uh, maybe has done it. By the way, the movie was not deceived. It was betrayal. Oh, that sounds more like it. I, yes. I could look it up in my book down here, but that would take a lot of effort on my part, like reaching over in the drawer there. I don't feel like doing that. Nah. Now, what was I just saying that was so important about what we thought? Oh, Warren Beatty's actually not had that huge penis. Now, Milton Berle did. They said that when he died recently, they had trouble closing the coffin, the, the lid. Poor Uncle Milty. Milton Berle was rumored to have the largest schlong in the show business. That was the story. And he was Jewish to top it all off. How do you like that? Shocking. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. A lot of the same people who voted yesterday four hundred times for uh, who was it that got the crank? Uh, Van Halen. Van Halen. 
They're voting today. Of course, we don't really care today because we got we got eight zillion votes and uh, some of them are real, but not too many. Four hundred and forty four votes based on what you know. Which country should the U.S. be attacking now? Saudi Arabia, one hundred and thirty three. <laughs> some of those are real. None. Any attack will lead to total chaos. One hundred and twelve. Iraq, seventy two. Pakistan, sixty nine. Canada for calling W. Moron, forty one. We'll be watching for you at the border, eh? North Korea, 14, and Iran's only got three. That's because they can't find it on the map. Uh-oh, look at this. Tales. One of those people is in serious Rescue effort underway at Water Tower near Dallas, Texas. This is much ado. I mean, it's uh, you know, a sad story. And it doesn't really have any great significance other than it's killing some time for CNN because it's breaking news. Boy. Follow me? Breaking news. Here's a call from Miami. Hello. Miami. Gone? Didn't wait? Can't imagine why. Here's Margate. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You know what band was an enigma to me, an American band back in the day? What was that? War. Yeah. Those guys. They only play uh, like two songs of theirs ever on the radio. Did they only have like one album or something? Well, I can probably tell you just exactly what they had. If I can stall here for about two seconds. And Stevie Ray Vaughan was pretty good. Uh, let's see. War. Spill the wine. Oh, I love spill the wine. Oh, yeah. That got all the way up to number three. Now, didn't uh, Eric Burden and the Animals also do that, spill the wine? I don't know. Yes, they did. Oh, Eric, Eric, Burden, and, Eric, did, Burden, right? Eric Burden and War. Eric Burden was the lead singer. Excuse me. He was in me. there? Huh? He was in that? Eric Burden and War. Oh, okay. He was the lead singer on that cut. Oh, okay. Let's see. All Day Music. Slipping into Darkness. The World is a Ghetto. The Cisco Kid? Yeah. The Cisco. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was crap. Low Gypsy Rider? Man. Gypsy Man, Me and Baby Brother. Bolero? Why Can't We Be Friends? Low Rider, as you just said. Summer and Galaxy. Yeah, they had they had a few here and there. Were they all black or were those Eric Burden, the token whitey? Uh, Howard Scott, Lee Oscar, Lonnie Jordan, Charlie Miller, Thomas Allen, Morris Dickerson, and Harold Brown. They sound like a bunch of black dudes to me. Oh, that's good. You don't that's have to have black Eric Burden rock and roll acts. Well, oh, there's a lot of black rock and roll acts, man. How about all those Motown acts? Well, other than Motown, that is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really, I, I'm not, don't consider that like rock and roll because I'm a little bit younger, so. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. That's a tough, it's like that thing with the Four Seasons. I don't, con, I mean, their music was uh, pop music, you know, but people that talk today about rock and roll wouldn't consider the Four Seasons rock and roll. But then those same people probably wouldn't consider the Beach Boys rock and roll. But back in those days, it was considered that. You bet. All right. It's well, all relative, man, so have a good time with your relatives. Well, this is great. It's like the old QAM days with Ricky Ticky and the There music. you go. This is this is a preview of our format change. Have a great holiday, man. Later. See ya. Format change. Oh! We're going to get the jump on those bastards on 640. I'll tell you that, whatever that was. I can't keep track of those stations anyway. All those AMs, JNA and JNO and JNU and all these uh, 640 and 850, and I have no idea what they are. Each one has got about 65 watts. That many? Nine, what? That many? 19 till noon. So did you figure out what state it was in? Live, Live and local. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. You're a bastard. When some schlamiel tries to put me down and says he has a larger congregation, I tell him right away, now listen here, to Nick H, you heard about Joel, it's number one, and then 
Here's a fax from some uh, schmuck in Tampa who says, what about the band Boston? They were pretty good at one time. And the answer is, no. they were okay. Would they be good enough to make this list? No. Hell no. no. No chance. We've had them on other lists on other occasions, and we won't make that mistake again. Channel 10, speaking of don't make the second mistake again. Oh, you see the poll Channel 10's taken? Yeah. In case of a rematch in 2004, who'd get your vote for President George W. or Al Gore? They've got 7,329 votes so far. Gore, 33%. Bush, 67%. Just say no, no. to Al. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. This is Dave Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12th to 1 hour. Stop! Call me Ishmael. Capitol Hill Records and Tapes is proud to introduce Al Gore's Books on Tape. You'll hear Al Gore, politician and public speaker, breathe life into such classics as Moby Dick. Nothing particular to interest me on shore. A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. He'll bring all the chills and eerie darkness of Edgar Allan Poe. Take thy beak from out of my heart, and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven, nevermore. 
listen to Al Gore bring out the sexual tension in the steamy novels of Danielle Steele. And I knew from the moment he caressed my tender skin that someday we'd be together forever. So don't waste your time or strain your eyes reading books for yourself. Ship ahoy, hath seen the white whale, so cried Ahab. Available now at a Barnes & Noble bookstore near you. Can we uh, try that again with a little more feeling? What is wrong with my delivery? I am a trained political speaker. Put him on ice with Ted Williams. 1202 at 560 WQAM. Happy uh, Tuesday to you. The Mad Dog at 1 from Shula's. Hang from the uh, AAA Arena at 3 this afternoon. Five people have been arrested in connection with the shoe bomber Richard Reed. No relation to Donna or Robert. French police made the arrest in Paris as part of their investigation into Reed's attempt to blow up a transatlantic flight with explosives in his shoes last year. There were five arrests for questioning today in Paris, a national police spokesman told Reuters today. The arrests were part of continuing checks to establish what Richard Reed was doing in Paris. Under French anti-terrorism laws, they can be held for up to four days before being placed under investigation, formally charged or released, the ANP said. Reed pleaded guilty in October to all eight counts against him, including attempted use of a weapon of mass destruction, attempted homicide, and placing an explosive device on an aircraft. Reed, 29, a British citizen and convert to Islam, was overpowered by the flight crew, etc., and so on, on American Airlines Flight 63 from Paris to Miami on December 22th. He has declared himself a disciple of al-Qaeda leader Osama Yamama. Meanwhile, French police yesterday arrested six suspected Islamic radicals thought to have recruited young Muslims for extremist groups like al-Qaeda. Speaking of people who are really dangerous, at least according to authorities, fleeced Floridians who racked up $44.3 million in charges by calling a psychic hotline featuring mystic Miss Cleo will not have to pay under a settlement announced by the state yesterday. Aren't you thrilled, uh, Carlos? Thrilled. That you won't have to pay now? Yep. Well, you're into all those infomercials. I'm sure you watch Miss Cleo. Oh, you should see my phone bill. The agreement with Fort Lauderdale-based... Good thing you got paid again yesterday. The agreement with Fort Lauderdale-based Access Resources Services also prohibits the company from operating pay, a paper call services in Florida or signing up new customers for prepaid services. The financial futures of those people who got hoodwinked by ARS and Miss Cleo are now a bit brighter, said Florida Attorney General Richard E. Duran. Equally important, they and the others will not be subjected to further possible deceptions by this operation. The Attorney General's office last February charged ARS and its TV pitch woman, Yuri Del Harris, a.k.a. Miss Cleo, with deceiving customers. Among other things, the state charged that an offer of free psychic... Well, we know all of that. Can we know all of that? Yeah. Without admitting wrongdoing, ARS agreed to forgive $44.3 million in outstanding charges to Florida customers and return money to those who paid for services and have sought refunds through the Attorney General's office or who do so within 60 days. So you still got two months to get your money back. ARS, which will pay 40 grand to cover the state's investigative cost, will also refrain from selling, renting, or otherwise disclosing names, telephone numbers, credit card numbers, and other information about consumers who access the company's pay-per-call services. Florida is the last of ten states to reach an agreement with ARS, as usual. On November 14, the FTC voted five to zip to approve a settlement with the company that required the hotline operators to cancel $500 million in customer bills in nine other states and then pay the FTC a $5 million fine. We're in the wrong business. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I'll be glad to pay a $5 million fine if I can do $500 million in business. That don't sound too bad to me. Not at all. When do we start? 
It's the psychic hotline. And I got news for her. I got much greater psychic powers than that bitch any day of the week. For example, last night I had a dream that we had a whole new sales department at QAM. And I'm not making that up. I told that to Carlos before the show this morning. Very bizarre dream. I rarely dream about that place. Usually it's only nightmares. Premonition. But I had this uh, very strange dream that every single one of the salespeople was gone. Every one of them. Even bald-headed Troy. Roy! Wishful thinking at work. And there were all these new people in there, and they were all trying to find a desk and an orifice in which to sit. And like, uh, it, was, it was bizarre, as usual, as anything connected with that place is. Speaking of bizarre, the real case, the real, what, which one is this in? Is this in the Globe also? Well, the Globe is just full of crap. The real story behind shocking photos of the King of Pop, drugs destroying Jacko. Michael's family is living in fear that he's going to end up dead, just like Elvis. All right. Is Michael Jackson dying, it asks? That's the question frantic friends and family are asking after seeing those shocking pictures of the glassy and bug-eyed King of Pop with his decomposing nose badly discolored and taped up from years of plastic surgery and his hands discolored and badly swollen and misshapen. And it's got some pictures. The one on the left here is just, uh, it's beyond description. Jackson's frightening appearance and confused and lethargic demeanor, not to mention uh, almost dropping that baby off the balcony in Berlin, stunned the world when he recently testified in a California courtroom to defend himself in a civil suit alleging he cost concert promoter $20 million for canceling two shows. Michael scared the hell out of everyone, fans, friends, and family, says one longtime pal. Even Michael's got his pals. How do you like that? I've never seen him look so bad. The first thing I thought was, oh, my God, is he dying? Oh, my God. And another source close to the singer adds, Michael is a total basket case, often confused and out of it. Kind of like Greg, kind of like... Yeah. yeah, probably makes that same sound. He's complained for years about pain, but the medication he takes has turned him into a zombie. He's an accident waiting to happen. It's very sad. Michael is destroying himself. Oh! Aren't we uh, upset about this? Poor guy. Jackson's family is worried the 44-year-old... 44... Bizarre superstar is still hooked on the powerful mind-numbing uh, drug Demerol and fear he's so out of control it could end up killing him. All right. Stop it. That's bad. Mm. Coupled with the report, he suffered a medical emergency shortly before his second day of court testimony. Family members are scared to death. He's racing toward an early grave. All right. No one knows what's going on with him, the pal continued, but all you have to do is look at him to see that something is terribly, terribly wrong. Just take a puke at him, man. Jackson's behavior in court was just as alarming. He dis was described as unfocused and at times even struggled to read some of the documents put in front of him. He also bewildered onlookers by dozing off the witness stand, giggling as he was quizzed, humming into the microphone, and playing with the magnifying glass. This is not the first time loved ones feared Jackson had fallen into the clutches of a powerful narcotic. Just last November, four family members, sisters Janet and Rebby, and brothers Tito and Randy, flew on a charter jet from Los Angeles to New York to confront their famous sibling after a staffer told them he was walking around like a robot, hooked on Demerol and drinking large amounts of wine. <laughs> but according to sources, a stubborn jacko flatly refused their pleas to get treatment. They were scared for Michael then, and they're just as scared for him today, the pal said. Just look at him. Even though it's lunch hour, just look at him. You don't need a medical degree to see he's got some very serious problems. <laughs> Earlier in 1999, it was learned that Jackson was regularly hooked to an intravenous drip that sent doses of the prescription painkiller surging into his veins. 
A family insider confirmed back then that the performer has been seen taking large doses of Demerol, which has potential side effects including disorientation, hallucinations, and mental sluggishness. Ever since his family's failed intervention, they continue to get reports he was still using Demerol, the friend says, but there's still nothing they could do. They've been told that some days he seems to be able to moderate his usage, and others he's back at it at full force, but his scary court appearance really hit home to them. A wide-eyed, ashen-faced Jackson showed up in court in Santa Barbara carrying his ever-present surgical mask. Another day on the stand, pictures reveal his hands were swollen, discolored, and misshapen. Jackson told a lensman that he'd been bitten by a spider, but Dr. Bruce Nadler, who's in every one of these stories in the globe, by the way, must be making a pretty penny, Dr. Nadler says that all spider bites can cause bruising and swelling. Only the area of the bite would be affected. In this case, the swelling is distal or removed from the bruised area, so it's unlikely it's from a bite, says Nadler. And Dr. Ryan Stanton says that Demerol drips can definitely cause swelling and bruising in the hands. He says the drug can be used to control pain, but also offers patients a drug-induced high as well. It has the added advantage of giving the patient a little high aside from the pain control. Kind of like you gave to Mo this morning. Remember you gave him a little high? Just a little high. And he didn't speak to you. He laughed at you and walked away. It has the advantage of giving the patient a little high aside from the pain control, the Beverly Hills cosmetic surgeon tells the Globe, and it can certainly cause swelling and bruising of the area where it's hooked up. Boca Raton pharmacist Dr. Skip Lenz agrees, saying an IV drip can cause the skin to become bruised and swollen. Neither Dr. Stanton, Nadler, nor pharmacist Lenz have treated Jackson, but it was Jackson's nose, ravaged by plastic surgery, which appalled onlookers. He tapes his nose to hold it into place and give it some form, the longtime pal reveals. You can see what it's done to the whole shape of his face. He looks like some grotesque monster. Adding to friends' concerns is their belief that the singer's under a great deal of pressure and is having trouble dealing with it. This case is surely driving him crazy, the pal says, plus his career is in the toilet. He's got financial problems, and he's never gotten over being labeled a child abuser. Labeled. Nine years ago, while battling accusations of pedophilia, Jackson checked himself into a private hospital to get off prescription pills, but no one now seems to be able to convince him to get help. Michael's family believes he's surrounded by a bunch of yes-men who just give in to his every whim, says the pal. That's got them scared as hell. They're living in fear he's going to end up dead, just like Elvis. They're deeply, deeply worried about him. He's going to wind up dead. All right. Just like Elvis. How do you like that? Aren't you depressed? Don't you? Wouldn't you like to extend the hand of friendship and help him out? <laughs> right out, out of that, out of that window, off the edge of the balcony, and like <laughs> onto the street below. Twelve minutes past noon at five sixty WQAM. It's Thanksgiving week, and boy, I tell you, you're going to be a lot of people congregating at your home too. I bet. All gathered around the table with delicious homemade food and family traditions because it's not the turkey that makes the meal special; it's the peephole. Getting ready for the hungry guests can really be stressful, especially if they're going to be staying overnight. If you're going to have a house full this Thanksgiving, let Dial a Mattress make your holiday preparations a little bit easier. Now's the time to call 1-800-MATTRESS and get that new mattress in before those pain-in-the-ass house guests arrive. If they already told you that they're coming, or even if you don't hear from them until, like, tomorrow night, before uh, they get there, Dial a Mattress can deliver to you a top-quality Sealy, Serta, Simmons, or King Coral mattress the same day you call them. I've been sleeping on a dollar mattress for about two, three hundred years, and look what a great job it's doing for me. Call Dollar Mattress right now, toll-free, 1-800-MATTRESS, and talk turkey with a betting consultant choose from the very best mattresses at even better prices. So rest easy this Thanksgiving, knowing that everybody in the house is sleeping comfortably. Get ready for the holidays right now. Do it now, because time's running out. By calling 1-800-MATTRESS, tell them that old Neil told you to call. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S for Dollar Mattress. Brand name bed, same-day service. Call them now. Be sleeping like a baby tonight. My, my. 
and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. See, that man's a freak. Well, we should have stayed away because we all had our day. We might forget the word, so please be kind. Sure, we're old and gumpy and a little grumpy, and we got too much free time. Take it easy. Take it easy. Don't want to start a new career because we're lazy. Cashing in while we still can. We're aging rebels in many bands. It's rock and roll starts sounding bland when you take it Sixty I feel like I shortchanged the Nirvana crowd today, you know? Why? Well, I only played that one cut, Smells Like Teenage Smegma, and that's, uh, what else am I going to play from here? Well, I got a list here of some of their other hits. Such as? Lithium. Yeah. Rape Me, even though rape isn't funny. Rape? Rape isn't funny, mister. You better get with it. Uh, come as you are, you already said. Heart Shaped Box was a big hit. I'm so happy Cause today Found my friends in my head Oh my god You really want to hear that? I didn't say I wanted to hear it Well why not? It'll kill some time You know it's it's interesting But to me these They all sound the same Rape me Nice talk up by the way Boy no wonder he killed himself You know what? He'd run out of albums Wow He ran out of material Good golly, Miss Molly. Horrendous, grotesque stuff. Even you don't want to hear that stuff again. Do you? No. Robert Blake says, I wish I was dead. And after hearing those last couple of cuts there, I can relate to it. I think I understand what he's talking about. <clears throat> Probably heard one one Nirvana cut too many. A triple whammy of disasters turned Robert Blake into a raving suicidal maniac, sources say. I wish I was effing dead, Blake wailed to a pal. Well, he also has pals. During an emotional jailhouse visit. I'm no use to anyone in this world. I wish I could just do away with myself, he said. He then broke into loud, heaving sobs and cried for a good five minutes, reveals the pal of a 69-year-old actor who stands accused of brutally murdering his 44-year-old lovely wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley, May 4, 2001. See, I put lovely in there because George ain't here today. He would have already been going, blah, 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 like that. He would have already been interrupting and blabbering all over the place. 
Blake's outburst came in the wake of three catastrophic blows. First, he cut a TV deal to tell his story, but it prompted his defense lawyer, Harlan Brown, to announce he was quitting the case. Second, the California Supreme Court upheld the decision to deny him bail while he waits trial. And third, a wrongful death suit was filed against him by Bakley's four children, including two-year-old Rose, Blake's own daughter. Harlan quitting was devastating to him, explains his pal. Going on TV was something Bobby felt very strongly about, and the one guy he thought could count on him let him down. But the worst was yet to come. The Supreme Court's decision two weeks later was a torturous turn of events for the disgraced star. Being denied bail was an even bigger blow, the pal confides. Bobby could only bear being locked up because he thought it was temporary. Now he's like a wild caged animal pacing back and forth, getting more and more worked up until he just collapses and starts sobbing. The civil lawsuit, which won't start until the criminal case is finished, was the final straw. Bonnie's heirs filing suit against Bobby really got to him because it hit, it hit him where he had, it hurts him the most. In his pocketbook, the pal notes, the thought of his hard-earned dough going to Bonnie's family literally makes him crazy, as Brittany would say, crazy. Blake, who's been in the men's central jail in Los Angeles since his April 18 arrest, sees little hope for the future, according to his friend. He just imagines himself slowly rotting in a jail cell, says the pal. For a free spirit like Bobby, that's really tough to take. Too freaking bad. Oh, there's the Moosey Man. Uh, what evidence that they were going to determine uh, is critical to the indictment, where that evidence came from. He still can't speak. Would you think by now, after all this publicity, he'd get well anyway? Speaking of Brittany, good segue. Thank you. Brittany, heartbroken as secret plan to win back Justin fails. Aren't, doesn't that just tear your guts out? Bye, bye, bye! Man. What is wrong with him, huh? Why would he just... If you could see this picture of Brittany, by the way, you'd be, you'd be very upset. She looks really pretty nasty here. Well, she's upset. She's sad. And guess what the caption is under the picture? It says... Bye, bye, bye! Britney Spears showed up at her ex-boyfriend Justin's doorstep under the pretext of retrieving some items that she left at his house, and he said... Bye, bye, bye! Pop star Britney Spears made a secret surprise visit to the home of her former boyfriend Justin Tinkerbell in a desperate attempt to win him back, but her plan to rekindle their romance failed miserably, the Inquirer has learned. He is the, the twerpiest, nastiest nerdiest-looking little piece of crap. Maybe he's got a big penis, you think? I don't know. There, well, uh, oh, I wasn't asking you. I was asking Carlos. I realized that a guy like Carlos. you wouldn't, par wouldn't participate in such faggy speculation, okay? As, no. to, uh, as to speculate about some other guy's penis. Not that you haven't thought in your lifetime about maybe this one's got a large penis or not. In fact, when I read that thing about Warren Beatty, uh, Miguel reportedly let out a sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It makes a difference in my life. I'm sure it does. Bye, bye, bye! Justin had spent months shattered over the breakup before he finally put, finally put Brittany behind him and has no intention of getting back what his sources say. He's got bigger fish to fry. Brittany's planned reconciliation with Justin was a big bust. A source, close, big bust. <laughs> a source close to Justin told the Inquirer, every story in these tabloids has got the word bust or boob in it. You notice? When the emotional encounter took place at Justin's Orlando home recently, it had been several months since Brittany and the boy band Schmuck had seen each other. The singer arrived on her former boyfriend's doorstep under the pretext she needed some items that she had left at his house and then attempted a reconciliation. When Brittany showed up, she was wearing sunglasses and a hat and a very sexy outfit that showed off every curve of her body revealed an insider. Rectum. Nice. Justin didn't know how to act when he first saw her, so he gave her a peck on the cheek. 
That's a peck. Then they both sat down in his living room. She asked him to sit beside her because she had recently had some pictures of them developed that she wanted him to see. Is there anybody who believes this crap? No. But it sure makes good reading. The reunion was friendly, but Brittany had secret plans to take it further and recapture the romance that the couple had once shared, the source would be saying. Brittany went all out, the source said. She had brought with her a backpack over the battle of wine, hoping the evening would end up with Justin back in her arms. Where was the source? Like under the couch or something? Don't ask any tough questions, okay? This is in the Inquirer. They Just know believe the crap. story. She talked about all the romantic times they had shared together. She complimented him on what a wonderful person he is. But although Justin enjoyed the compliments and the trip down memory lane, he was unconvinced. Bye, bye, bye! Yeah. He's going to sell his wild oats. I understand he's running off with uh, Elion's daddy is what I heard. When Brittany realized her campaign wasn't working, she tried an apology. The source said, tearfully telling Justin how sorry she was for her part in their breakup last March. She begged him for another chance to make things right. But Justin told her they couldn't go back to the way things were. He told her he wanted her to be happy, but the two of them had no future together. Brittany was crying. She said, I'm crying over here. She reminded him that he was her first kiss, her first love. She said she loved him and just didn't know what to do with him uh, without, without him in her life. Without him in her... Even though Justin firmly told his former love that the relationship was over, Brittany refused to listen. She's kind of like getting like Teresa on passion. She don't take no for an answer. Brittany told Justin she needed to use the bathroom and disappeared for several minutes, revealed the insider. Just as Justin was about to go see if she was all right, she appeared wearing one of Justin's shirts that she found in the bat room. Justin was shocked and asked what she was doing. Brittany said she just wanted to smell him, and that wearing his shirt reminded her of the times they would make love. Oh, she walked over to crap. Justin and sat down beside him as if she were hoping to kiss him, but Justin just didn't let that happen. He put his arm around her, looked at her straight in the eye, and said, Brittany, we're not getting back together. Bye, bye, bye! Brittany then got up from the couch and told Justin she had to go. The tears were back, and she sobbed like, like Teresa as she ran from the house. Despite Brittany's emotional reaction, Justin's mind was made up. Justin's convinced Brittany's is in his past, not his future, the source said. He said he cried more than once after they broke up, and it wasn't until he started seeing Alyssa Milano that he got over Brittany in a hurry. Justin curled his heartbreak by expressing his feelings in lyrics in his first album, his first solo album, Justified. He told an interviewer, heartbreak was eating me alive. Writing songs helped me deal with things. Justin said he got better and better at the end of the record. I was like this person who had just let go and said, wow, I'm over it. I'm past this. I'm in good, a good place. The songwriting therapy worked so well that after a while, the singer stopped feeling sad and started feeling mad, the source said. In the song, Cry Me a River, he sings, bridges were burned and now is your turn to cry. The damage is done, so I guess I'll be leaving. And bye, bye, bye. Justin has told a lot of his friends that the song is about Britney. It sums up how he felt. But while Justin's getting over their love affair, Brittany is still smarting. She was recently spotted in London wearing T-shirts bearing slogans. One said, F-U.com. Another one said, Dump him. They seem to be clear messages, one to Austin, the other one to Alyssa Milano. The inquiries calls for a, inquiries called a spokesman for Brittany were not returned. How do you like that? She said, F-U. And by the way, Bye, bye, bye! Schmuck. Quizzling. Little wimp. Do you believe any of that stuff about them? Any? No. No. I believe that about as much as I believe J-Lo and Ben Affleck. That's how much I believe that. <laughs> 1227 at 560 WQM. Pop some oleum in your puss. You'll feel better. It'll stop you from crying, stop you from pining over Justin and or Brittany. Anyway, Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of the best olive oil that you'll find anywhere combined with good stuff. Vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients, all scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomeds, three new formulas. They've got one now that can help you sleep, 
weight management, and CoQ10, a stupendous product to help your heart, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil, like I keep telling you, the best you'll find anywhere is. Oleomed is an outstanding new product that you can pick up just about all over town. Just walk out the door, and there it'll be. It's at Publix, Eckerd's, and Walgreens all over. For more information, call Oleomed, and they'll tell you all about their products. 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order their products online if you like at oleomedamerica.com. And don't forget, as if you could, if you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Data Broward right now, you can get you a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sports Center every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games to pick up some free product information and some Oleomed samples. And for good health, start popping some Oleomed pretty damn soon. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. my junior, honey. Very poor taste. Twelve thirty-three at five sixty WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. The Mad Dog from Shula State two at one. Hank from the AAA Arena three. And then we got Hercoon basketball tonight. Any interest in that? No. Here's a note from uh, Fat Boy. It says, "Hiya, Pally." <laughs> he faxes me some copy here. And on the note it says, "Hiya, Pally." And then he says, "If you're not working Thursday, these spots need to be recorded to air on Thursday. Have a great day." If I'm not working on Thursday, is there anybody in the building who thinks any of us are working on Thursday? No, I don't think. Is Miguel working on Thursday? Nope. Carlos is working, but that's because he's a punk. Because he yeah. just started in hopes to get actually paid again. One day. Be huh? Said one day. Beast is going to be working. <laughs> He'll be doing a show now and again. See, I thought, because uh, this muff boy, she's just all over the place. He said, oh, not going to make a big difference because it's a short show anyway with the football. And uh, it dawned on me that there isn't any football, number one. And now, number two, I realize that it's a full four hours for the beast. you think he can handle it? No. Huh? Nine to one? <laughs> what do you think? Now, you're laughing. I don't know whether that's a nervous laugh or what that means. I'm nervous for him. Why is that? That's four hours, man. I'm not going to nervous that. I am not going to be listening. There's no pressure from this end, okay? This isn't like some of the other shows that he's worked uh, in or with or around where he's under an enormous amount of pressure and somebody's going to call in in the middle of the show. Get him off. He's unprofessional. That's not going to happen on Thursday because I'm not going to be paying any attention. And I'm not going to be eating a lot either because it's not a holiday up here, which is very good. And you want to know why? Because we got the Patriots and the Lions. The Lions who lost to the Bears on Sunday? <laughs> On Thursday, and boy, I tell you, lately, every Patriot game is just a gut-turner. That game against the Vikings on Sunday, jeez, they scored three touchdowns, the Patriots, before you could get your ass warm in a seat. It looks like a blowout. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, well, uh, the receivers can't catch the ball. They keep dropping their balls all over the place. The defense toward the end of the half lets the Vikings back in the game and just, uh, you know, rolls over and plays dead. 
scenes we've seen before to make it very a uh, little bit too exciting for my taste. I like a blowout. I like your team to win like 73 to nothing. Like that game that Jacksonville beat the Dolphins not too many years ago. What was the score in that? Like 67 to three. About right. Yeah, something like that. That's the kind of game you enjoy. So anyway, I'll be watching the Patriots game even though it doesn't start. What time is that game on Thursday? And I'm asking, I'm asking Miguel who thinks that the uh -huh. Lions won a game. I don't know. All I know is we're not carrying it. I mean, why would we want to carry a Patriot game on this station? Now that would be bad. Unless they're playing the Dolphins. That last game of the season, that's going to be the one, baby. Oh! You can smell it. You can sniff it all the way from here. It's going to be exciting. Based on what you know, we asked in our poll today, and boy, I'll tell you, the, the nuts are out there today. It must be everybody's got the week off. Based on what you know, which country should the U.S. be attacking now? 563 votes, and I'll bet you more than half of those are real votes. Saudi Arabia, 160. 30. Pakistan has moved up uh, just shockingly from nowhere to 116 votes. Iraq, 84. Small potatoes. Canada, for calling W.A. Moron the other day, the assistant to Froggy Jean Chrétien, 47 votes for Canada. North Korea, 21, and Iran has only got five. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Line, here's Miami. Hello. God, you suck. Oh, thanks. Thanks for waiting for like an hour to tell me that. God, you suck. Excellent. Get those calls back on, Neil. Oh! 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. And that wasn't even one of our regular friends, was it? Actually, I think it was. 1230, by the way, on that New England game. Oh, 1230 game. See, sir, I'm not going to be listening to the Beast. That was one of our chronic regulars. I didn't recognize his voice, but... No, I don't be. think so. Why do you know Miguel? Believe Here's Sunrise. George Yanni. Hey, Sunrise. Hey, by the way, hey, say, say, scores! Yeah. Okay, like I said, the callers are done. 567, last call for calls here on this Tuesday. Last chance. 567, 0560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. They're out of material. There's no question about that. Here's Deerfield. Hello. And hey, Neil. Yes, sir. The Lions coach uh, decided in overtime to give the ball to the other team. That's how they lost the game. I see. The guys in the Well, East. see, I hate to break the news to you, but since I do have the package, the NFL package, even up here, with all the other important games that were on and interesting games, one of the last games I'd even pay any attention to would be two turkeys like Detroit and Chicago playing. Well, the story of that was that the idiot, who gives the other team the ball in overtime, you know? The guy who wants to lose. What do you think about the Panthers right now, Neil? I know you want to talk hockey, but I think you know, I know they're only getting ties, but they're coming back. At least they're not laying down and dying, so to speak. No, you know? they're playing a lot better than I thought they would. I, somebody called about this yesterday, which may come as a shock to you, but I actually had a hockey call. One a day, I guess, is what we can take like vitamins. Yeah, it's like a vitamin. And they're playing a lot better than I thought, but there's just too many youngsters in the organization. They should have kept a couple of the veterans, and maybe they'd be like, you know, instead of just on the outside on the edges of a playoff spot, they might really be a legitimate contender. But this, you know... I give Keenan credit. He's got Jokinen playing great, and the kids are playing a lot better than we thought, and the goaltending is sensational. But uh, I don't know. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. The league is in big trouble. You know the Bruins? The Bruins had, and their Bruins are having a sensational season. They're in first place by a mile in their division. They had two games in a row where they had announced crowds of about 10,000 people. They had fewer than 10,000 people in the fleet center. Hey, I know you're not into, like, the fantasy sports and stuff, but on the hockey, it is pretty cool if you play that because you could trade your players, and I know you're into it, you know, into uh, hockey. But I'm just, I'm just telling you. Uh, I mean, Neil, I tell you, it's cool. Uh, Ole Jokinen is a freaking, is one of the, the, the best point leaders you know, in the league. You know, what, you know what that reminds me of? Fantasy sports is like a step away from golf. 
But if I if I had that much time on my hands and I'm not I'm not bored, it's time to do a Kurt Cobain. You know what, what I'm saying? Thing. What do you think about that bozo Cashnova? You see what he did to that guy in Miami? No. No. Oh, he made some kind of bet with him a few weeks ago. Now all of a sudden somebody called the NCAA, and this guy may have uh, a problem playing. The center for the Kings. I know you. that really breaks your heart, but... He, he made a bet about what? He made some kind of deal on the radio, like if they beat Florida, he'll cook them dinner or something, and, and somebody called and complained about it, and now they're investigating it. Do you believe it? Uh, nice. The Herald, page four, to get the Herald, the rap fish mold. I, 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 listen, the Herald's got the worst website in the history of mankind. To try to find anything in there is like looking for a needle in your ass. Well, anyway, that's, it couldn't happen to a better team, you know? Feel sorry okay. for the kid, though, because he seemed like a good guy, but... Thanks for the good news. Adios. See ya. That's that casting over for you. I wonder if he's still coming around, sucking around for a job on our station. That was the rumor. Every every uh, three or four years, this starts again. I guess when his contract comes up, comes sucking around. He sends Petey Lenny around, calling me, and uh, oh, jeez. Twice, not once, but twice, I had calls from Petey Lenny. I guess he wants to be his agent or something now. Paul Castronova is not going to be working on WQAM, okay? Mark that down. Write it in indelible ink right on your Rectum. ass right now, okay? I can assure you of that. 20 till 1 at 560 WQAM. When you shop for quality footwear, what name comes to mind immediately, if not sooner? Brandy's. You got it. At Brandy's, you'll find the biggest selection of men's and women's shoes, the best service in town, and the best prices anywhere. It's an unbeatable joint, which is why they've been around so long. We're talking about not some off-brand shoes. We're talking top-quality names like Rockports, SAS, Sperry's, Timberland, Naturalizer, and lots more. And with their humongous selection, you're never going to hear, oh, sorry, we don't have that style in your size. They got it. You want it? They got it. Brandy's is open daily, 9 to 9, every Sunday, 10 to 5. You'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. And like I said, all the way around, for service, selection, and price, Brandy's is always unbeatable. For example, right now, it's time to buy Rockports this week. Pro Walkers are only $49.90 and save 20% on all the great men's and women's rock porch styles only this week at Brandy's in Pompano Beach. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Just something about it. When I inhale, it's like, uh, wow, dude. It kind of sucks, though. When a seed pops in your eye. It's a real bummer. If you just roll it, roll it tight, I'll put that doobie to my flame. Now I'm a glassy-eyed Timberlake, and funny things go through my brain. Ask me what happened one minute ago. Bye, bye, bye. Don't remember. Take another talk. The ashes make light shows. The falling embers. Come on over and let's light a bone up. The stuff I bought off this guy was on ya. Your thoughts won't really be in sync. 1246 at 560 WQM, the Mad Dog coming up at 1. This is great, somebody. Thank you for faxing this to me. Somebody just faxed from the Ottawa Citizen. Klein advisor calls Bush idiot. A media advisor to the Alberta government has apologized for referring to George W. Bush as that idiot in an internal memo commenting on the controversy over a senior federal aide who called U.S. President a moron. 
On the heels of an ill-conceived remark that almost cost a liberal official her job, Edmonton-based MediaWorks West was scrambling to apologize last week for using equally pejorative language about the U.S. president. The memo sent by email to the Klein government's communications staff referred in capital letters to that idiot George Bush in its assessment of last week's controversy. In a follow-up memo, company vice president Jodine Chase apologized for what she called an editing error in the previous email. MediaWorks West provides the provincial government's public affairs bureau, its communication branch, ongoing summaries of news coverage through its media monitoring service called Scrum. The public affairs bureau falls under Premier Ralph Klein. An update issued at 1 p.m. Friday read, New. Kretchen refuses resignation of his communications director and says there's no evidence Francois Ducro used the word moron to describe that idiot George Bush. Ten minutes later, the company issued a correction, and two hours later it circulated an apology under Mrs. Chase's name. Media, Media Works West sincerely regrets our editing error in today's 1 p.m. scrum. It was completely unintentional, and the result reflects exactly the opposite sentiments of our staff, Ms. Chase wrote in her apology. George Bush holds a B.S. from Yale, we know what that stands for, and an M.B.A. from Harvard. It cannot be fairly characterized as uneducated or unintelligent. Ms. Chase would not comment on the exchange. How do you like that? So not only is he a moron up here in Canada, but he's also an idiot. Oh! They're on to him, and have been for a long time, just like Western Europe. They're all on to him. Oh! 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. That lady that was going to be on next just hung up. How do you like that? They do that all the time. No patience. Bitch. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil. Yeah. That, that investigation on uh, Romberg is over. It's just nothing. It was just a la- little bit. Romberg called Casanova back and told him that he can't take him out to dinner, so Casanova invited him over for dinner. But it just shows the NCAA has nothing better to do with the yeah. time. What a bunch of childish crap. They are. There are a bunch of giant casters over In there. In addition to which, who wants to have a dinner with Casanova anyway? <laughs> okay, have a great day. Now, Paul probably be reaching across the table eating all your crap, you know? 5670560, didn't he tell you that when you saw him at the Sawgrass the other night? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's a storyteller, you know. Like that. That's Castronova. And he's looking for a job at QAM, by the way, frantically. He's got people out there calling me. God only knows how many other people P.D. Lenny has gone to, you know, make calls on his behalf. Probably Chief Channel is wanting to make some comeback, uh, cutbacks, more cutbacks. Got to keep cutting back, cutting back, get that bottom line up there. Good luck to you, Paul. You'll need it. Here's Pinecrest. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to find out. Um, I, did, I didn't hear you say anything about this from this morning. This um, David Farrell, the drunken um, FBI agent. Yeah. He, he basically get away. You didn't hear anything about it this morning? We talked about it. Uh, I'm sorry, all right, that's it. Well, what, you, what do you want to say about it? I mean, I just want to hear your take because you know you're the man. My take is it's a disgrace. That's my take. It's an absolute disgrace. Okay. That, that's my take, too. Okay. And right. Take two and call us in the morning. I mean, what, what other take is there to have unless you're one of these people who are always covering up for uh, for people in law enforcement? Who can, can we ever convict any cops? No. Rarely. Very rarely. And you'll notice right off the bat, the FHP jumped to the conclusion in the beginning of that case, right off the bat, that, oh, it must have been the brothers who were driving the wrong way. Couldn't have been one of our people, even though he was a little a little on the tipsy side, alleged. At any rate, that's just the way it goes in the U.S. of A. There's justice for uh, this one and justice for that one. Like uh, Al Pacino said, they all should go straight to F in jail. Isn't that what he said? Something like that. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM.
Miami town. At 560 WQAM. 1255 QM. There, ladies, back in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous. This is the first time I've called you. I discovered you about three years ago. And uh, you must be some sort of God because if you can put up with these supposedly grown men that call you continuously all day long with their idiotic noises and comments. Yeah. Well, no, that's not, that's not bad. That's not bad. But, I'm, I mean, and that's what we have to choose from down here as women. So it, it's pretty bad. But, um, oh, and I also just wanted to tell you that I think you're wrong as far as your female audience because as far as I know, there's a lot more than ten people maybe 13 no no no. there's more than that but that's all i had to say i'm glad i got through and i just don't know how i mean i can hardly stand listening to them they make you know it's just a waste of time and like i said they stay on hold for 20 minutes just to but the good news is yesterday was payday and the check is in the bank have a great day sweetheart thank you bye-bye see ya the NCAA has cleared Miami Center Brent Romberg of any wrongdoing stemming from a bet he made with Paul Castronova of Zeta earlier this season, and yada yada. This goes on like this is a real story. Okay, thanks to whoever faxed this, but uh, who gives a crap? And like the guy said before, if the NCAA, if that's the best they got to worry about, then screw them, huh? 